My brother, Fed Brown. Fed Brown is here. Yeah. First thing, first thing I saw, thought of when I thought of that was Roger Federer. I was like, "Oh shit, he's been watching tennis. Is he a big Federer fan?" <laughs> like, no, of I'll, course not. Yeah, he's just finished Ramzan. <laughs> to be fair, I, I looked back at it and I was like, "I've not joined the police force. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that guy." The people yeah. just tuned off straight away. No, he's no. a snitch. He's a snitch. <laughs> Get him out yeah, of here. <laughs> I am. I am just well fed, and I am. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying Eid. I'm enjoying all things post Ramzan right now. And uh, yeah, but it's, it's 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 been a really nice month. I think we've talked about it a lot on the podcast recently, and uh, we talked about how loads of life lessons, loads of like spiritual lessons, which we'll we'll get to some more spiritual mm-hmm. questions later on today as well. We've got some. I've got an interesting question in the Q and A's. Um, yeah. But the yeah, I just feel I just feel like it's been the best one yet of the last kind of couple of years um the the i said this in the last podcast i was like i don't want to forget the lessons that i've learned from this mm-hmm. ramzan i think that's the, the the biggest thing for me is that i've, I've, I've definitely learned some lessons and then it's been in like uh we were talking about it before we came on there that um when you have like less to focus on you almost have like hypersensitivity to the things you do and you can focus on and that was mm. that's so good because it gives you that introspection to the max, right? Like you're you're looking at yourself with a magnifying glass, and every every like two like every every couple of minutes you feel oh, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty, and you've got to just check that straight away. And yeah. now uh, coming out of Ramzan, having that lesson, um, wicked wicked strapline man. As soon as I said lesson, it just popped up. Yeah, <laughs> having that uh, having that lesson. Um, it's just it's just still right there in my mind i i woke up this morning and obviously you can eat now you can drink water now some water by my bed and you can almost like go i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna have a nice big breakfast and then you realize that no my life doesn't warrant the time to have a what a life big breakfast i've got Mm. planning for this and planning for that and clients and everything else still has to move on but now i have to kind of take the lessons from the month and intuit them back in um while not kind of losing myself with them, not losing myself with the luxury of food, losing myself with the luxury of, of kind of water and and uh, the the ease of the month, I, I need to almost mm. keep myself in that same uh, disciplined mindset, man. Yeah, that's it, bro. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. That's that's kind of the, the main kind of wrap up from from Ramazan. Um, and it's it's well, I've decided. I think I decided on the, on the last podcast. Uh, me and my cousin uh, Bilal, we're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. try and fast once a week. Kind of going forward, mm. um, just just to kind of keep that momentum going. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be great this time next year where if we can sit down and say, "Yep, yeah, fasted fifty-two times, fifty-two times between last Ramzan and this Ramzan." I feel good for it. I feel kind of like I, I didn't really lose that lesson, and um, it's just kind of you just we just made a conscious decision to be ever present. And uh, mm. yeah, man, it's it will just make us go from strength to strength. Yeah, and like um, before we went live, you're talking about how. Um, uh, you talk about the, um, oh man, with, uh, wasting time. You feel like you're wasting time now. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. With, uh, <clears throat> the luxury of food coming back is also the burden of time is, <laughs> uh, time it. lost. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think like before, like, I kind of can't remember like a, a way that we were before, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's a whole month, but it's such a strong time. Like kinda, it's such an imposing time that you very quickly forget 
that you need to make time for food, make time for eating food, cooking food, preparing food, shopping to buy food, um, and then make time for the inevitable like toilet that comes afterwards. And you're just like, you need to, <laughs> need to factor all these things in, right? And um, I'm looking at kind of the, the, the freedom you get when you're, when you're, when you're fasting is mm. that you don't have to do any of those things through your day. You just kind of get the time to focus on other things, focus on your prayer, focus on um, work that you need to do. And yes, you're, you are depleted. Yes, you are kind of drained, but you can still appreciate that. You can sleep in the day. You can, you can do all these things that you couldn't do before. But now you've got full routine back, full kind of food back. You, you've almost got to reorient, reorient yourself again. And I, th- I think it's really mm. important that you just do that slowly and you don't just dive back into yep. gorging yourself every day and losing, losing track of time. And um, I think the fact that the, the month gave me so many lessons, um, it's kind of a savior because I, I'm now on the other side of it. And I'm thinking that I need to really be present. I need to really be present. And, and I almost, I, I definitely do not want to fall out of the habits that I, uh, kind of picked up during that month so it's it, it's it's just a case that i need to think on them every day and even even though i, I have the the time now to to sit and enjoy myself with a meal or whatever i need to be like what's the bigger picture here Can, do i actually have this time or am i kind of kidding myself right now am i wasting my time right now and do i want to waste my time do i want to do those reps and like the answer will always be no you know what i mean like uh one of my friends turned just started speaking to me last night about uh, charity work and mm-hmm. and she was just talking about like how we both worked at food places before like i used to work at marks and spencer she worked at asda and um, she was just saying about the amount of like food wastage and the amount of places in the world that could benefit from this food and you start thinking like, okay right well if i if i work x amount and then i earn x amount but then i know that i want to put some of that money aside for a charity or for kind of giving or maybe for building some kind of infrastructure to help uh charity or, or you know like kind of put food in people's mouths are thousands of miles away well then maybe i need mm. to work a little bit harder maybe i need to manage my time a little bit better you know what i mean and then that that's a that's a cause that i can definitely tie myself to but then it has implications like here and now but i can't i can't mm. afford to waste two hours like going out buying buying something like meal wise coming back preparing it cooking it sitting down eating it slowly um that luxury it is a luxury in a way, but also a burden in a way. So you need to just, mm. I think, have your odd days. Like Eid, obviously, is, is that day where you can you can slow down, you can spend a lot of time with family. But then the day after, literally the day after, I think it's very important that we just just realign ourselves with what is the task, what is the goal right now, and how can we best get that done. Mm. So mm-hmm. is it like one of the lessons is also going to be coming out of it coming out of Ramzan is how to ramp back to incorporating food and drink and everything associated with that back into life without feeling like you're wasting time Mm, I think so I think so I think it's it's like efficiency with everything and not Mm. getting too deep into I need I need to have this like certain meal or whatever I'm very much of the opinion that I see food as like fuel and it's especially we have the luxury to see food as fuel. I think, I think when I say we, I mean people who are in a position in life where we're not having to go and hunt for our food or we're not having to go and kind of walk miles and miles for any water. Um, it's, it's almost like an indulgence. I think I personally have indulged with food in the past. I definitely know I have in fact. Um, mm. And I don't want 
to have that be a a vice of mine going forward. So like you said, mm-hmm. the, the timing around food, the preparation of food, the the simplicity of food, because it also has implications in terms of if you if you eat and you overeat and you eat things that you're not supposed to, or the things that you necessarily don't agree with your stomach, then you're going to have other implications like you might get sick or you might have a few days where you're not in your game. And that really was a choice. Like if, if it happens by accident, you undercook something, overcook something, you get sick, okay, you, you messed up. But if you actively go out of your way to to eat something that you know can mess you up, then you don't want to blame but yourself, you know what I mean? And then it kind of pulls you off your game and then you get more pissed off and you could get ill, could last a few different, uh, could last longer than it needs to last. So I think uh, it needs to be ever present in your awareness to be like, okay, what, what am I using this food for? Like, can I, can I get it in and can I just keep moving forward with the goals I have? Because I, I will enjoy my meals. I'd enjoy my meals on my birthday. I'd enjoy my meals on, on somebody on my sister's birthday, my family's, whatever's, but um, 90% of the time, 95% of the time, I want to use fuel as, food as fuel. And uh, hmm. that's it. Yeah. So yeah. making sure you're functioning, you're performing with the food that you eat. So, yeah, okay. 100%, man. 100%. I think we have like, yeah. we have busy lives. We, we, we um, The profession we've chosen is not just our lives we're responsible for, but kind of some, some ways responsible for other people's lives as well. And uh, mm. that means that we need to just be on our game even more. You know what I mean? And that, that's, that's, mm. we can be, yeah, there's, there's, there's things I would have indulged in the past. And I, I remember how um, unorganized I kind of, it made me. And I think people mm. out there, it doesn't have to be food for you. It can make you, it can be anything else. Um, if there's something that, that's that way in your life, you've got to be super, super aware and just cut it out there and then, man. You've really, really got to be, uh, understanding of what this thing is and what kind of uh role it plays in your life and if, if it if it's aligning you with where you want to be fine but if it's not mm. then check it right now yeah yeah fully yeah i get mm. that and it, um, yeah that's interesting is uh, i think in terms of like i think my because my opinion on it is also uh is is also showing like there's the reality as well. So like, for, for example, like you're disciplined, right? So you're going to 90, 95% of the time be using food as a fuel. And uh, you're very clearly aligned with why you want to do that. And then for people who are coming from a place of, um, you know, not having made sound choices, not having a strategy about nutrition, around nutrition, just very scattered because, you know, they're not in the shape they want to be and they want to get into a certain kind of shape. There's, there's a process there, right? And... Um, I think there's uh, there's room for understanding that you may make a choice which doesn't align with the goal that you want to get to because you're not perfect. But as long as it's a conscious choice and you've decided I'm going to eat that thing or I'm going to drink that thing and it's not because it's just what I do and normally do and it's not just because it's because uh, the habits that you've had which have got you to where you are right now which you're not happy with and you want to progress to something that you do want to get, uh, get to and it's not because of peer pressure it's not because um, you've caved in or anything it's because you've made a conscious choice and then it's completely fine you know mm. as, because as long as it's aligning with your long-term goal and you know the decisions are converging to something that is in the long term for you to meet your goal is is uh, is working is working in your favor and uh, and it's like it's a process to get to 
let's just say like, you know, they might be eating 20% well, but 80% not great, and then move to 30% well and 70% not great, and then 40, then 50 until, you know, it compounds on itself so that the individual realizes that actually eating this way makes me feel really good. I'm going to keep doing that. And uh, I perform better. I think clearer. I'm got a hell of a lot more energy, and so I'm going to get myself up to the point where you know I might do 90, 95 percent of the time where I'm eating as as well as I possibly can for the particular lifestyle that I'm aiming at and how healthy I want to feel. But then, is also we each have our vices, and in a way, it's acknowledging them to be like I'm okay with that. And there are certain things that I'll never cut out. You know, so even someone like me, so I guess there's a difference between you and I there as well, which is, um, I like, I've, I've got a relationship with fruit. I just, I just love, I love eating <laughs> basically. I just love the idea of, um, uh, like it's like, you know, something with mouthfeel, but flavor and like, uh, and so I will like, you know, I've got an indulgence for like burgers and pizzas basically. And, uh, so if you're going to put it in front of me, I could easily like, I could eat blind <laughs> if I if I if I wanted to. If I didn't want to be conscious, I could just like keep going to town, and then I'll be lying prostrate on the floor, about six thousand calories later, lying on my front, being like, "That was awful, but it was so good at the same time." And and uh, but it's like you know, how often do I want to do that? And uh, that's the question I want to ask myself. It is like, actually, it's not that often. But when I do do it, I'm kind of happy that I've done it. So I've done it guilt free. I'm not ashamed of it, and um, and I'm still. And I'm still moving forward. You know, I'm mm. still in line most of the time with basically the way that I want to be. And so, uh, and how, and how that translates into being healthy, being the shape that I want to be in. I think um, that's fine as well. I think like, uh, I think that's what's um, good for people to understand, which is you just don't have to be all or nothing. If you're mm. trying to be all, that's going to be, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be very difficult because you just put a lot of restriction on yourself when you don't have the reps, as you say, you haven't put the reps in to get to a place where you can make the decisions like you do. Whereas like, I know this is how I see food and this is how I view it. And this is how it helps me. Other people are like, you know, you don't have those reps. You've got to be patient with yourself and build up the habits to get you to the place where you are mostly having that healthy lifestyle, which serves your, uh, your ultimate, your ultimate goal and your ultimate way of being. Mm -hmm. I I think what you're saying there is we're using food as an example, but it really, it's for anything. It's like you mm. have to have the discipline of keeping yourself fully, fully um, under your own control for a little mm -hmm. bit of time. And then you can start to afford yourself some autonomy. And yeah. it's, it's, I think a lot of people, food, food is a great example because people are just marketed to death with food, man. And I think, I think it's, it's such a, it's such a sad thing that so many people just kind of fall into and like, it's it's it doesn't need to be this way you know what i mean it really doesn't need to be this way and i think that if you're if you're if you have that time where you can possibly analyze yourself when you're around this quote-unquote like vice um mm. i think you'll see that you're just you're just not somebody that you necessarily like being if you're there too often and yeah. it can really distract from your day and, and, and that that in, in doing that i think there's so many other ways you can feel fulfilled, but it's that you run back to the same thing a lot of the time. And, and in doing that, it's, you, if you do it enough times, it's, it's no longer like a, like a vice. It's like a habit, isn't it? It's like you've, you've mm -hmm. formed that habit now and you've almost, yeah. you almost need to, then it becomes very, very hard to break. Um, 
Whereas if if you're just fully in the in the moment, and I think this is something that that can be a foreign concept to a lot of people, because we had we had Eid celebrations yesterday, and uh, we were speaking to my sister's husband, and he was he was you could tell when you speak to somebody that definitely gets it. Um, mm. There's because uh, they've done those reps, right? They've done those reps in awareness of themselves um, yeah. in specific situations. You can see that okay, I'm I'm getting through to this person, but sometimes you get it where. Uh, there's almost like a, a not a resistance, but like mm. uh, you can see. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, Eckhart Tolle calls this um, identifying with. Oh, what does he call it? He calls it something in his book, uh, "The Power of Now." Pain mm. body. He calls it the pain body. He yeah, said okay. you're identifying with the pain body, and you're kind of almost saying to yourself, like when you when somebody will say to you, like you you you've got to kind of be aware of, of how you are in that moment and just sit with it for a second and then someone will be like yeah but it's, it's just hard isn't it it's just like hard to like that that burger's in front of me and like oh i'll pass this place yeah. every night on the way home from work and oh, it just smells good it's like yeah but you, what you're doing is you're doing reps in feeling a certain way and then being okay with feeling that way like that that's you you're almost letting it get away with you um yeah. and letting yourself get away with it um and again like like we said earlier like having that time where you're just no, this is exactly not what I'm going to do. I think it's so, so powerful for someone to, to actualize on that. And then on the back of that, you can use that willpower. It's like, it's like a resource you can then go and spend and like, um, up, almost like upskill yourself. You have now this, like this little well of, of like, uh, self, self awareness and, and, um, also what I use, um, willpower and that willpower can like, can be can be spread across the rest of your life so now you can you can actualize on the course that you've always wanted to do or you can actualize on saving the money you always want to save you know what i mean there's there's so many ways in which you can then uh, trade this commodity for leveling up in life but it's really you have to actualize on it in one area of your life first and then it's like okay cool i can now actualize it in others and i, th- I think that's that's such a key life lesson that um i, I wish i had learned much much sooner but uh, learning it now i can see the benefits of it and that and like i said from from last ramzan to this ramzan this is the biggest thing and i know that if it's on me now like i got to keep myself accountable that on thursday this that that's the day we picked um i'll be fasting again and that that's the day mm. that it's uh it's 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 on you know what i mean like i have to i have to kind of meet the standard and keep keep myself accountable um and like i said once i've once i've done those reps i, I know that it will go away where I'll be able to use what I gain from doing those reps in other ways. It's not just that I, I do that rep and, it, and the, the benefit starts and stops there. It's never the case. You're, you're always going to be able to use that one experience to further benefit three or four, five, six other, other experiences. And then the, the branch kind of just continues and continues, right? Yeah, fully, man. Because the principles of doing well in a domain can be carried over into so many things because it's principles. It's not, it's not a method. It's, mm-hmm. it's principles. And um, yeah, you're right. It's like identifying with the pain body because I think a part of it is, is um, you know, I can think back on clients. I can think back on recent conversations with people is um, it's, it's like the death of a part of you. And uh, that's a difficult thing to take because, yeah. you know, you're, you're in a situation where like, basically if you're, you've got a problem that you're looking for a solution for, you know, if you're coming to see a trainer, it's like we're delighted that you're basically at that position, at that place, 
where you're like, I accept guidance to get me into a place, a better place for myself, because that's such a big step. And we're like, number one, we're super proud of you for taking that step in the first place. You should be proud of yourself for taking that step because you're getting real with yourself about where you are right now and how that doesn't match up with your truest potential. And then so when you start traveling that journey, um, you know, you may have been that way a certain amount of time, which is long enough for you to fully identify with that place, you know. So, um, for example, it was like talking with my housemate and um, we both, uh, he had the identity of like, he was quite attached to the identity of uh, somebody who used to eat a, eat a stupid amount of food for no reason, just because it was like, you know, a, a thing that you know, him and friends did. Mm. And you do that long enough. And it's like, if you don't do that, everybody's like, what the hell is wrong with you, you know? And then for me, I was the dude who, like, with a certain group of friends, I would, um, I would just, because I would, I would know who's not going to finish their plate of food when we're out to dinner, and I would just like tactically position myself next to this person, right? And then I'll be like, I know they're not going to finish that. They're saying they're super hungry. They ain't going to finish that. And then when uh, you know the the waiters come around to pick up everybody's food, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you ain't going anywhere with that, man. <laughs> Give it here. So I would just I would just be the dude who finishes everybody else's food as well. Wow. And um, yeah, it's just and it was great because it just means like it's like I had tapas. I didn't have dinner. I just had a bit of everyone's food, right? And uh, and everybody would be like, man, you just you just you just a bin. You're just a Hoover. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for your food, basically. <laughs> but then after a while, it was like, I don't want to do that every time we go out, right? And then when I stopped doing that, it was like, you know, what's going on? Is everything okay? You just, you changed, man, you changed. And it might be said in like a joking way, but then it's also like shit. It's like, you know, if I stop doing that, does that make me different to mm. people who, um, you know, whose opinion I, like, I might value because, you know, they're friends and stuff. Um, but that's like on a very minor scale because that's something from, generally I just I generally don't give a shit It's like I'll do what I want to do but but that's a microcosm of what people go through there's um, people who are basically they will end up shedding a part of themselves which everybody might know about and so when they're on that journey they'll go back to points where they identify with that pain body right and if um, when that happens there's that disappointment there's the uh, the two words i can think of are like guilt and shame like you feel guilty or they feel shameful which is going to be worse and it's like you know this is me this is i just can't shake it and that's where we come in and be like no you're on the right track you just there's always going to be bumps in the road there's going to be some major bumps in the road but you just got to keep going and and so when somebody has done what you've described which is stood in the face of the decisions that they would normally wake and uh, make and are fully aware and say, no, I'm not going to do that because that doesn't serve me well. I've got, I'm on a, I'm on a better path. I'm on a better journey. The power in that, it just seems like such a small thing, but it's not, it's just, it is, it resonates deep with somebody it resonates deep in the soul. And then that pushes and pulls, like, you know, it pushes you, gives you that kind of uh, feeling like, yeah, this is, you know, I can do this, I can do this. And then it keeps pulling you towards uh, the goal that you have. So, mm. yeah, man, just to add to that, just to stack on what you're saying, that's, it's, um, it's a big thing. It's a, it's a big, big thing. Too right. And I think, and I think then, one, sorry, go on. No, no, go ahead, man. I, th I think one thing you said about the, the pain body, um, I think it's a really interesting concept. I'm, I'm going to read that chapter again in his book. Uh, the book mm -hmm. is called The Power of Now. Um, mm. I, I remember, I just didn't remember, it's the first three chapters that I got into. And they're really, really 
outlined it well for me. I must like walked away from those three first two chapters. So like, okay, cool. That's like, I can, I can identify it in myself. I can see when I'm being in that space and I can see somebody else when they're being in that space. And um, I'm just like, okay, sh- like it becomes very apparent the way he puts it across. It just spoke to me a lot. And I think one thing you said there about the wider people around you and how they could almost remind you of this, like you're trying to yeah. move yourself out of that space, but then you have things around you that um, remind you of, of kind of who you used to be, or like you said, people kind of question you, oh, you're not the same person anymore. Um, that makes things super difficult. That makes things really, really hard. And I, I think that's, that's just a test. That's literally just a test for you to be like, okay, cool, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this, this um, almost like calling out of my new self. And I've got to be strong enough in my will to be like, yep, this is me. I'm cool with it. I'm secure with it. Um, I was I was a certain way, but now I fancy being this way. And just kind of just just being being upfront with it and being totally uh, secure in yourself because mm. you know what you did didn't make you happy, but this is you actualizing on it. It's like just the other side of that conversation, just the other side of that statement is going to make you feel infinitely better about yourself. And mm-hmm. um, it's it's like uh, when you set up for this, it's almost like you can see the you can see the pain in like, oh, but what are they going to say or what's this person going to say or how will they react? Or you can see the opportunity and be like, oh, they're going to help me get the new reps. They're going to help mm. me get those new reps where it's going to make me form myself. You know what I mean? Like those people are actually my opportunity. And um, yeah. the people that are kind of closest to you should be the most caring of you, of you right? And I think um, you can see it like they can indulge you almost. They can kind of, you can see it like, oh, they can keep you where you are or you can use them as obstacles to kind of, once you clear yeah. one obstacle, it gives you momentum to be like, yeah, the next one's going to be easy. And then you kind of get from that one to the next and to the next. And before you know it, you've got a head of steam and um, yeah, nothing's stopping you now. You know what I mean? Can't stop me. Can't hold me back. <laughs> no way. No way. Can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. Love it. Yeah. 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 So that's a, that's a, yeah. <laughs> that was a proper that's, segue uh, off off, off another yeah. chat, but I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think yeah. that that's that's polished that one off nicely. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty true, man. And um, it's uh, yeah, I like how because you got yeah, you got to frame it for yourself and mm. like because uh, it's very easy to be like, oh, this is this is a challenge, and it's coming from people who are close to me potentially, uh, which you know it usually is because they know you to be a certain way, so you're getting that challenge, and uh, you're like, oh shit, and it sets you back. And, uh, but it's, so it's difficult to feel strong in the moment, but then that's why I'm very, nowadays, I'm very keen for, uh, any clients that I pick up is like the goal that you have fits into a wider vision of yourself. Right. So where do you see yourself? Like, okay, you get into the shape that you want to get into, or you're moving better. You're feeling better in your body in the sense that you feel confident, you know, you feel invincible, let's say in your own, whatever your own definition of that is, is it makes you feel your best version of yourself. Now, what does that look like three, five, 10, 20 years from now, if you live in that body, you know, and then do the opposite. If you do nothing about it, what does that look like three, five, 10, 20 years from now? And you know, generally there's a massive difference between the two, you know, you mm. do something that serves you well. And in 20 years time, you're going to be thinking, I'm living a pretty good life, whatever that looks like to you. If you're not, you're on the other side of the spectrum, you're going to be like, well, I didn't really I didn't do anything with myself. You know, I didn't live in the kind of body that I could have lived in. You know, it goes back to that Socrates quote, like, you know, paraphrase it, but um, a man who hasn't like developed himself physically, or at least tried to is, 
is uh, essentially is just useless. It's just uh, it's just a waste. It's just a waste. I'll find the exact quote. It's, it's obviously put more a lot more uh, articulately than I just did. <laughs> um, but the point is, is if you don't figure out how to use your body well, then you know you've missed out a big piece, mm-hmm. a big piece of your life. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's so the, the the point there is is keeping your uh, eyes on the prize and making sure you stay in contact with your vision and so when you are challenged in that way where you have somebody who you know says something about you and it might just you know pull you back into that old self and that pain body instead you end up uh, reminding yourself of what your vision is and then crack it on and making the decisions in alignment with that and so it's a i think it's a very powerful practice to keep uh, keep the goal of the front of your mind and keep the vision at the front of your mind too right man too right that's a so there's a lot in that i think there's a lot in that last kind of 28 minutes where you can kind of go back and unpack um and just see where you fit in see where you fit and see Mm. what the people around you kind of what what they present and it's like it's just alignment at the end of the day right it's like kind of if you if you aligned with people who want to keep you where you are now well then you're kind of living your life on their terms that like you have a life, but you're not kind of, you're not actualizing on on yourself. And then what the, the wider implication toward that for me becomes like, okay, I want to have a family one day. I want to have like, uh, I want to be kind of the, the head of a table one day. Whereas mm. like, where will I lead that table? If I'm, if I've always been led my entire life, like don't get me wrong. We always need mentors, but I need yeah. to be able to kind of spread my wings and, and kind of be my own man. And, uh, yeah. and and make my own mistakes for sure because that's part of it. But um, if if I kind of stay within that bubble, then I just become weak. You know I mean, I, I just become like a, a follower, not not any kind of leader. Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah, like like it's it's that uh, what's that? I've seen that. It's on Instagram a few times where like you 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 make some choices, then you remember who's watching, and uh, like that kind of spurs you on even more. Like kind of the future future self is watching your kind of kids in the future are watching people the wider population kind of watching and then it's it's all kind of linked into we talk about this uh, a few weeks ago in terms of like how how powerful are we really like what kind of change can we actually have in the world and if you stretch it out Mm -hmm. to that then really your why as to why you can't actually spend too much time making that meal becomes very strong indeed and it's like okay yeah. now I have I have such a I have such a, a pull because the whole world kind of depends on me and like you you can put it there you don't have to put it there but I, I kind of want to put it there and be like okay well what can I do if I actually have this weight on my shoulders like I I want to see what, whether I break and if I do break cool I'll come back and reassess but if I don't mm-hmm. then maybe we can do some pretty cool things well, that's it man that's the growth mm-hmm. mindset right there as well I think uh, bam, it's bam. Uh, yeah, it's just um, you've got to get yourself out of that uh, zone of feeling like everything has to be perfect and everything has to be right because sh- sh- sure as life itself is you're going to fuck up a few things along the way, right? And uh, you just might as well just embrace that. And that's the perfect way of doing it. You know, take on, you know, it's basically that's a different way of saying like, you know, what Jordan Peterson has been saying his whole time, which is, you know, bear the burden of responsibility and uh, you know, and you just, don't know how amazing your life could be essentially mm-hmm. and um, 
because you got to take on responsibility because that's where the meaning comes from as well essentially is taking on responsibility for yourself and um and so yeah what you said there is very very like growth orientated you know all you, all you see is growth brown is still here yeah <laughs> he's lingering in the background just, yeah. just he's sprinkling he ain't going away no, but he's, there for, he's there for life he's there for life he's i just, life. just had the thought i was like i can't wait to to put this kind of podcast on for somebody that i want to influence in that positive way you know what i mean it doesn't matter who it is just like be okay hopefully this does that for people that are listening right now but then anybody you can kind of use this and kind of be like okay right well use the concepts from it you don't have to put it on for them you can kind of whatever but it's 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 powerful man it's seriously powerful mm-hmm. like this 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 is uh for me it, it, it's how i want to live my life you know what i mean it's how it's how i kind of judge myself yeah mm-hmm. and it's, it's better that way because you live less in fear that way as well you know, you're uh, if you're growth orientated, you're just yeah. less afraid of making mistakes, or rather, you embrace because you're never going to be, you're never not going to be afraid, but you embrace that fear because, you know, it's it's basically your moment of greatest courage is right at the peak of your fear and that's mm-hmm. also the moment where you're about to do something great for yourself and yeah. like and that's that's another thing last time i said intuition is scientific fact courage and fear that relationship that's scientific fact as well so if you're feeling so shit scared good because that's a that's the exact moment that you're about to do the most courageous thing you're gonna you need to do to have a better life yeah buddy yeah buddy that's brilliant man i love that i absolutely love that, that that's like uh the TJ sent me this thing this week about uh, Customato. This is uh, Mike Tyson's yeah. trainer. And he was saying mm-hmm. in the video, he was saying um, it's proper old school video, like, I think kind of black and white in almost. Um, and he mm-hmm. was saying that like the difference between the hero and the coward is what they do in that moment. And you, like, mm-hmm. they both, they both feel the same fear. They both feel exactly the same fear. Like, but one will just pick one path and one will pick the other path. And mm-hmm. and you want you want to have had a life that has had you doing the reps in picking the right path. Because when it comes to making the big decision, because you only get a couple of those big decisions in your life, you want to be able to go the right way. You want to because because mm-hmm. those ones can shape a lot a lot about yourself. You know what I mean? And and mm-hmm. getting it right in those sh- like small small get windows of opportunity is a matter of preparation, mm-hmm. right? And you've got to prepare. Yeah every chance you get mm-hmm. completely yeah, is um and like in those windows as well like uh you know because i've been delving into like basically that book i was telling you about the secret life of the mind it's um is one of those where it's super interesting and it could it's like it is it is a page turner but i don't do it with that because i'll read something and i'm like i'm gonna i need to understand that i need to dissect mm-hmm. that because it's stuff about you know it's essentially about you know origins of thought and how we make decisions and how we even generate self-belief and self-trust and confidence and stuff. And then, um, and there's, and the intuition stuff as well is like, you know, it was just talking about how con- making conscious decisions, making con- uh, decisions that come from our unconscious and how they follow the same kind of pathways. And, and that kind of reminded me of that as well, which is um, if you're unsure of the decisions that you're going to make, then what's interesting is your brain just kind of randomly fires a 50 50 shot so if it's like oh, i'm going to decide between this and this and uh, but there's there's a lot of inputs for either one of those decisions you know so say it's like a big life choice and um so then like there's a lot of variables that go into making that life choice it could be like buying a house it could be you know 
what's uh, who's the life partner that I'm going to pick and all that kind of stuff. And like, you can't leave them all to like conscious choice because it's just, I mean, like when you're picking a partner, it's never going to be like, oh, they take all these boxes because anybody who ever does that, you know, like I say, say, hi, say hello to divorce about five, seven years later. Right. <laughs> and uh, whereas, um, you know, there's, there's something about listening to your gut and speaking from and uh, listen to your heart, which is what we talked about last time. But it's like, um, your brain does this funny thing where it literally fires a neuro, fires a signal randomly through one pathway so that if you're stuck on a decision it's just basically it's like the equivalent of rolling the dice and so it's just like oh crap i just made the decision so is it like prior uh, and it's also obviously you're making a decision based on all the experiences that your conscious mind and your subconscious mind is able to process but if you have that going back to what we said last week, if you have that intuition or you've worked on that intuition, you can listen to what your body's actually telling you and um, then make the decision. And so you have more of a chance of being the hero than you have of being the coward if you're able to incorporate the, uh, uh, all of the, uh, like it, it incorporate listening to your body so that you're listening to intuition as well as being able to consciously process a decision, you know, but it's, uh, it's about, yeah, it's about developing that awareness. You know, it mm. keeps coming back to that. You just got to develop that awareness so that you end up making that hero's choice. Love it, man. Love it. Uh, you just, yeah, it's, it's so, so many um, opportunities, I think, to start that. And it's, it's mm. literally like I'm sat, I'm sat down right now. I can choose to sit in a way that's going to really fuck me up in a few hours' time. I can really like <laughs> slouch and I can feel horrible about myself. I can just like be like, I'm going to be here. I'm going to try mm. and be here. And like, I can be here for one minute. I can be here for two minutes. I can try and be here for a bit longer. Over time, that's going to compound. You know what I mean? That's going to compound. I'm going to affirm that sitting like this makes me feel good. Sitting like this makes me feel like shit. You know what I mean? So like little things like that, like it doesn't need to be anything grand and, and, and uh, special. You know what I mean? Like I think this, this is where like paralysis by analysis definitely comes in. Um, and, and where we can take, take, confidence in the small things and then make those into a really grand grand like being you know what i mean we, we, we don't we don't need to wait for the the massive uh the massive opportunity in life you almost need to just train for it constantly and then just stay in that state of work stay out state of readiness and then mm -hmm. when you're presented with it you it won't be it just you just it won't kind of present itself as like that target that you see is really far away. It won't be a daunting task. It'll be right there in front of your face and you can just smash it anytime you want. You know what I mean? That That's the, that's the, the long-term implication of doing these reps and being aware of these reps and being, seeing the opportunity in all of these little things is that, okay, like something is a daunting task in front of you and you, and you feel unsure and you feel like you're shaking and you feel like everything is pointing towards use the word anxiety, use the word fear, use the word uh, unsuredness, anything, any of those things. But really, if you kind of build up a head of steam through the other aspects of your life and you know that they're going the right way, they're going the good way, um, there is a certain level of I'll be okay. I'll be able to figure this shit out. And mm -hmm. I think you've got to use that. You've got to play off of that to, to, to make it feel like, okay, no matter what happens in my life, I could, I could... I could make the wrong business decision. I could uh, trust the wrong person. You know what I mean? And, and it could sting me, but really 
that's another opportunity in disguise. Like who, who, who knows that that's supposed to be the end all and be all like, yeah, maybe it might, you might have built it up to be a big thing in your life, but through that you could, you could be growing in so many different ways. But I think people don't ever get to a place where they trust their intuition or see themselves in the moment enough to validate themselves, to make that decision to then rise or fall. Like you, you've got to do one or the other because both are rise at the end of the day, both can be seen that way. So just, like you said, roll the dice and um, and back yourself because I, I can say this, the people that I know that have had the hardest lives, they didn't envision as a child their life would be that way. I don't think they ever did, if you can like, if I can speak to that. like. But as a result of that hard-ass life, they are absolutely spectacular human beings. And that that is, if there's an opportunity in your front of you, that's, that's a hard opportunity. Fucking great. Like, like you said, like you, you, you need to be in that place where there's fear because that's, what's going to help you rise the most. Um, but it, it's just, it's just reframing it. Like you said, in your mind to, to be like, this is not a bad thing. I feel anxious. Good. I feel scared. Good. It's that, is that Jacko Willink. Have you seen his, his YouTube Willink, video? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Good. He's, he's got, yeah. I've seen that Get one. up, dust off, <laughs> reload, <laughs> recalibrate, <laughs> re-engage. <laughs> Like go out on the attack yeah he's <laughs> such an American. but you know what? he's so right he's so right yeah, like, there's there's no i was watching uh some sky sports clips on boxing before we came on here and yeah you watch somebody kind of come back from from uh getting their ass handed to them in a couple of rounds and mm. it's like you see it you visibly see that person taking a beating and being like okay Okay, this is happening. This is happening. Something. I'm gonna count that next time you throw that count. I'm next time you throw it right. I'm gonna count you so hard. You're gonna know about it. And mm. then that's it. They're seeing the opportunity in that in that right hand that was pummeling them around ago. Now they're like, okay, throw it again. Throw it again. Pow! Right over the top. It's like, <laughs> oh shit! Like I used it. I used that thing. You know what I mean, exactly. and, and that's it. Just gotta use it. Like you gotta use that in whatever whatever it is in your life. And and you see these champions kind of come from nothing. Um, and literally on the brink of like actual loss, you're seeing it in front of your eyes. Um, mm. And, and then just turning that into like the, the absolute win. Yeah, that's it, man. That's a beautiful, another microcosm that you've just described. There is boxer getting punched in the face. He uses that same punch to go out and win. You know, that's like, yeah, you man. know, life is knocking you down, but you use that knockdown and let it drive you forward. That's uh, mm. I like that man. That's a good way. I've got, 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 got it on my wall. Yeah, I've got I've got on my wall over here. I've got this Rocky poster, which is like uh, <laughs> it's, it's from it's the speech he gives his son. I think it's in Rocky Five. I think. Oh it is. yeah, bro. Don't tell me about yeah. that speech, man. I'll, I'll reel that off for you right now. Yeah, man. In, it's I, I know it inside out. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a powerful speech. And you know what? I didn't even. This is this is like a an Instagram purchase at like four in the morning. I think I remember getting up and like. <laughs> Being being in the bathroom, it's like scrolling, my eyes closed. You're like, I, I like that. I want that in my life. <laughs> my intuition is like, yeah. add to basket, yeah. give them the money. Just just come to me. Like, <laughs> I need that reminder. That's and, amazing. Uh, yeah, bro. It's up here. It's, it's so sick. It's so sick. Like you made that connection with that, and mm. uh, yeah, I see it, man. One hundred percent. You know, you know the speech I'm talking about. People that people ain't uh, ain't heard the speech. I think you should. I think you should do your best to to really offer them, bro. Oh, bro! They're getting like the next two Come minutes. On. I'm gonna go Rocky. Let's go, bro. Let's go. Let's take it. Let's take it there. <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna get, get my voice box warmed up a little. Get my slant of my face warmed up a little bit. Yeah, yeah just get it out there. <laughs> 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 
You used to fit right here. Hold you up, say to your mother. <laughs> yeah, I'm not joking. I would, I would be the whole was, thing. I didn't expect you to go that far back. Keep going, please. I'm not even here. Just go, just go, bro. Honestly, man, I'm doing, I'm doing the whole thing. Ain't no sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean, and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are; it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. It's epic. That's epic. That is so good. I'm literally, literally following your words on my wall. It's so oh, good. That's hilarious, man. I've got, I've got to put a picture up of this on my Instagram afterwards and just be yeah. like, <laughs> tag it and just be like, "Yep, he nailed yeah. it. He nailed it." Right down to the, uh, the accent was freaking good, man. I was, I was pretty scared. I wasn't expecting you to say it at the end. The, the whole uh, slice the loaf. Yeah, you got to do it. Week. Go, go, yeah, go, go full tilt, man. Yeah, we'll have a special guest. Next week, we'll do Al Pacino any given Sunday. Oh, I love it. I love it. Six inches. It's funny yeah. your face. It's funny your face. <laughs> you got to look at the guy next to you. Look at his eyes. <laughs> So, so good, good, man. So good. Just cruise <laughs> bumps everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one right from the beginning as well. Like, yeah, man. Just the whole, I don't know what to say, really. And yeah, then just man. From there. Ah, oh, so yeah. special. Give me goosebumps, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got some epic, epic speeches. It's crazy. I don't know why. There's like six or seven speeches from movies that I just know off the top of my head. And like not easy ones as well. That, that's like a no, four-minute speech. That Rocky one's another two-minute one. There's the Al Pacino Center of Woman one where he goes off on one for four minutes. The end of that. Movie. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, There's that's the that's uh, the one that gets me is not. It's not a long one. It's the, mm. the one from Gladiator at the start. Oh yeah. It's like uh, what is it? Like, yeah, if you can feel the sun on your back and the wind in your whatever, like, you're already dead. And it's just like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, exactly. Don't worry, you're already dead. Yeah, um, man. I think of that every now and then. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a like there's so many sick lines in that movie yeah just right. like uh, I, like it's two it's like two and a bit hours and then every 10 minutes like that's a sick line that's yes. a sick line that's yes. a sick line. it's like that that bit the whole strength and honor just yeah. uh you know are you not entertained and yeah, like, you know, yeah. speech as well oh it's so powerful man yeah powerful man. and he's, he's like uh I remember reading, reading about like virtues and the virtues that they would live by uh, and like reading about it like arbitrarily. And then uh, I bought this book, um, uh, what is it called? Meditations by Seneca. And just like mm. the way, the way they kind of uh, they went about their lives. And um, I remember listening to the first kind of five minutes of the movie and then they talk about, he, he uh, Caesar talks about Ma uh, uh, Maximus and he's like, you display all the virtues that I want in a man i'm just, oh shit like these people like actually live this stuff right so yeah, cool man. so cool then you then you got then you got the the son who just displays none of them and he tells him that and it's like oof, that that's the equivalent of like just someone dissing you so hard like you so just hard. there's no virtues to your life man you just don't live exactly. by these values and i was like wow it's, so it's like shit, you know your failures as a person my failures as a father yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh i got, I got like and a then, greatest one for you go on go on go on, yeah, go on, go on. Oh, like, well, the other one was when Maximus, he's like, you know, I want you to be the new emperor of Rome. And Maximus, like, with all my heart, no. And he goes, yeah. this is why, Maximus, it must be you. And I was like, <laughs> damn, man, that's got me so hard. It's like, he's so perfect. He won't do it. And that's exactly why he's perfect for it. Exactly. Like, this motherfucker right there. Epic, man. Epic. And he's like, um, 
what's what's the one where, where he's about to in back to that battle one and he's like mm. the uh the choices you make echo in eternity and you're just like ooh, ooh. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> I'm, I'm shivering i'm shivering i'm gonna be in battle with you right now man like, where's my horse? <laughs> my horse i gotta go back to the steel yeah, yeah oh crap wait it's not 2000 years ago uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so good man. Epic, so man. good but yeah that movie is just movies don't get made that way. like that first that first 20 minutes of that movie or like even the first 10 the way it sets it up is just heavy. shown it's so heavy it's so, mm, so mm. it's just you get the you get the dynamics of the relationship between marcus aurelius and maximus and um joaquin's character what's his name mm, his name is uh, Quint, uh no uh anyway but he's um I can't believe I'm forgetting. I know, but, same. But uh, but yeah, you get it, you see it, you you feel it, and it's not told to you. It's not like, mm. oh, you know, I don't like you because you're a prick. It's just no. The the the, the way Maximus like Russell Crowe just like bow, bows to him in this kind of apprehensive kind of way. It's just like it's just so beautiful. And it's just it um, that's yeah, the art of storytelling basically in the movie. Too right, kind of, yeah, the subtext is so strong. You cannot. Mm. It's palpable, right? You cannot feel that this guy is good to his core, and you cannot yeah. feel that the uh, Joaquin Phoenix in that movie is just is just rotten. And uh, yeah. ev- everything, everything, you see how his life kind of falls apart around him. Like he can't mm-hmm. control the Senate, and then like the people are kind of going one way, and they all love Maximus, and it's like, yeah, because that's that's how it's supposed to be. Like you're, mm-hmm. this is what happens when like that's misalignment to the tits, right? Like <laughs> you, you can see, you can see it, you see it. Plain is dead. Like this, everything goes wrong for this guy. Everything goes wrong. It's like no, you're not supposed to be this way. Like it's, mm. it's, it's. I don't know how that if that ever worked out. Did that ever work out? Did that ever actually work out? Like somebody being just that evil a human, and then it being like, yeah, we can just live this way forever and ever and ever. Like people stop to think, like you know what I mean. Like think about it. Like I'm sure, I'm sure it goes right for a little bit of time, but then you're just mm. gonna get. You're gonna get shanked, man. Uh, <laughs> you, can't, you can't be that guy. Like, well, that's it. Yeah, you like it with that? Exactly. It's like every yeah, every time somebody's tried to like produce some sort of totalitarian state, and it's always mm. it's always fallen down. Basically, throughout history, throughout civilization, mm. um, especially when it comes to like, uh, oh man, I'm gonna say it is like uh, the communist states, and then just people like nowadays for some reason are thinking it's a great idea is like look there's a reason why every time we've tried it it's caused millions of unnecessary deaths and and it's always failed <laughs> and so let's not go down that route again mm. but uh but yeah i mean and i want to go like out for gladiator again the last bit it's just basically when he ends up at the end when he when he dies it's just there's that simultaneous i'm so happy for him but i'm also so fucking sad <laughs> that he's died because, yeah. because like he's fulfilled his mission essentially he's gonna see his family in the afterlife he's like no that's what he believes is gonna happen mm. so he's happy that, but at the same time you're like this dude's such a goddamn g you just don't want him yeah. to die oh I'm getting, I'm getting i'm getting a vibe the goosebumps are hitting me hard right now when he's like uh, when he's seen the flashback of his wife and she's in the mm. field of the sun and he's just like the song's playing and stuff and it's like yeah. now we are free that tune yeah, so, such a tune. Heavy man, so heavy. Yeah. So such yeah, man, go go chill now because you did you did you did you did you did your bits. Yeah, man, so exactly. good, man. so it's, good, uh, legit, man. All right, <laughs> like, that's the that's, uh, the movie tangent, the um, <laughs> crazy review segment. Yeah.
<laughs> there were a couple of things that you said earlier, which I thought were uh, pretty useful um, to delve into. And it was about willpower and uh, about confidence as mm. well. Because um, the idea of, <clears throat> you know, just like trying to build the confidence to, or like just having the confidence to be okay with the decision that you make in, in the face of, you know, it, you being told that it's wrong. And then there's also, because um, you talk about willpower as well, it's like, you know, just having the, like uh, the willpower to make a decision. And then like, so the interesting thing about willpower is that, uh, as, you know, as far as we know, it's like, it's a finite thing. So if you're always relying on willpower, you're going to get to a point where you just can't make a decision and then you cave in, you know, because you just, you, you, you tried too hard to rely on that muscle that isn't well developed. And um, yeah, it's a finite power. And then the way, basically the best way to overcome it is to create the environment for yourself where you don't even have to use willpower. So um, let's put that into practical um, circumstances. Like, uh, okay, somebody is overweight and they need to start losing weight and uh, they need to start making better nutritional choices, right? So in your house, in your pantry, you're going to have like cookies and biscuits and crisps and like, uh, you know, foods that are really easy to consume a lot of without thinking about it. And like, you know, 10 minutes later, you've just down like a thousand calories and you didn't even notice. And, um, and so your environment is right now, you're in your environment, you're having to rely on willpower. Then if you're going to make that call to uh, make the change, then if you clean out that pantry and instead you've got like fruits and vegetables and whatever, you just don't have that easy to consume easy to indulge on stuff in your house mm. then lo and behold you don't even have to make the decision right so you don't have to rely on willpower and your environment is set up so that you are automatically making better choices and so that extends out to everything else whether it's becoming more uh, doing more physical activity um doing uh, developing mental uh, mental toughness um so that can that can be something as simple as you know by your bedside having having a journal to write in so you've got that cue to do it every single time and it's not a decision it's just like it's just there and then being physical the whole little thing of all right if i don't have it in my habit to wake up in the morning right now to um, go to the gym if that's you know if that's the time of day you're choosing to do it then that um the the cliche of you know just have your training gear ready in the morning that's what you see to put on and then put it on and then gradually take the step out your door and then gradually like you know you're making those micro decisions and um which are built off of the environment you've created for yourself which mm -hmm. is i've already got everything around me that i need to do i just need to like only need to make one decision i don't have to make a million decisions and so you're not relying on willpower, you've created the environment. And so again, and it comes to relationships as well. It's like, you know, have the people around you that build you up rather than tear you down or make you feel bad or, you know, just do those little things which don't, that you're not in alignment with. And then, um, <clears throat> so with, uh, with willpower, it's like, you know, try not to, try not to rely on it. Um, it's not a weakness if you don't have, willpower um let's put it that way it's uh you don't have again it's like you don't have the reps in it mm. but uh, you need to you need to set up life so that it's not something you have to rely on you have to um create the environment for your better decisions 
Um, and so things become automatic. And at the end of the day, the less decisions your brain has to make, the happier it is because it can conserve energy. You know, most of the stuff that most of the decisions that you think you're making are just habit. So because the brain likes to work in patterns, otherwise it's just way too energy consuming to, to do, to be making a live decision about everything that you do. Mm. So, um, that's the thing about, uh, that's the thing about willpower, which is important to note is like, stop relying on it. Stop thinking that you're weak and pathetic. If you mm. don't make it happen, um, with willpower, you have to have the strategy to create the environment around you to, um, to succeed. Do you right, man. Do you right. That's powerful what you just said, man, because my mind's taking it to what Jordan Shallow says about mobility, stability, and strength in mm. the sense that he says that you have to almost create the environment for the strength to take place. And that, mm -hmm. that's, that's, the, <clears throat> that's kind of what I can take from his study so far is that if I don't have an environment which is mobile, then I can't make it stable and I can't be strong from that stable place. And mm -hmm. what that, in my mind, how that relates to what you're talking about is that if I've not created a, an environment in my home which doesn't, which points in the direction of strength, points in the direction of seeing opportunity. When I open that drawer and there's no cookies in there, but there's a broccoli looking at me, I'm like, oh shit, that's, there's some opportunity there. There's some opportunity mm -hmm. I, I can go and take, take a hold of right now. I can go and crack the fridge open and make some eggs and chuck some broccoli in there and, and chuck some tomatoes on the side. Like that's me aligning myself. And then at the end of the day, like you said, I haven't got to rely on that in that finite resource of strength. Like we, we, we know, we know it best from jujitsu, like strength runs out. And then you just you're just done, right? But you've got to rely on the technique, and the technique of life in this setting um, is for you to know the steps you need to do and take place. And you need to carry out each day to win that technique, to win that fight each day. You know what I mean? Like that kind of that 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 um, that match or, or that that uh, that jujitsu tournament is only going to get be won by you. Um, expressing some strength because i think that that's that's going to have to happen sometimes but not all the time like you said but but the analogy that i use with with uh with it being like you having to create the environment and then that environment be a technique almost and that technique mm -hmm. is did i did i follow through on having the right foods in the house did i follow through on like you said laying out your clothes for the gym in the morning for your run in the morning your shoes are right by your bed you know you go to wake up and the, those shoes are going on you're going out the door that's um there's no failure in that you know i mean there's there's no way you can you can look back on that day and be like i didn't do everything i, I could have done today and mm -hmm. um it's it's gonna again create that head of steam where slowly but surely you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be making that habit every single day because you'll you'll see yourself feeling better doing better and um, it all be because of those small, small decisions adding up to equaling that big technique that sets up the 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 submission or sets up that the fact that you've owned your day. You know, what I mean that that's mm. kind of the way the way the way it goes, and um, it's literally that that simple. Like the tiny, tiny things that go to support the big goal, the big obstacle. It doesn't need to be a big obstacle; it just needs to be broken down into the into the little subsections like you said and mm. um understanding the role they all play and seeing how your mind reacts to them once they're in front of you i think is is um so powerful and i think you can have that act as like a little boost in the moment you know what i mean you you, you, you're, you know you're doing the first step right you know you're setting it up you're setting it up you say all of a sudden you see the next opportunity cool i can put something else there to remind myself and then before you know it, it's it just takes care of itself
mm-hmm. whereas whereas the the other way you're you're creating this unstable environment and you're just trying to go from it constantly you're trying to go from it you're trying to become strong from it you're trying to be strong from it and then you're left with like why am i not strong why am i not seeing the gains i want to see and i've been slogging away at the gym for years and years and years i've been paying my membership I've been showing up well really it's because you've not fully analyzed or fully understood the fact that the rest of the things that make up your your life your being they're just not aligned they're not aligned they're not supporting you in this way and and like you said you're just constantly running at this with nothing but willpower and like you said it's it, it's not it's not a, a infinite resource you have to have the uh the supporting factors around you 100 mm, man that was some that's some big stuff and i like where you took it with the um the kind of um analogies and like yeah, the metaphors there as well because it just goes to show you know it's applicable to everything mm. um, yeah that was, that was nicely put that was definitely that's nicely fun. put and um and then yeah go it, it reminds me like you're talking about nick daniel's post right you were saying mm. that 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 what he posts recently um what was the, what was the what was the was basically action action drives confidence action breeds confidence and then you said you said that you had a uh, a chat with your flatmate right about like how that uh pictured up in your in your lives yeah, it was interesting. So actually, yeah, like um, I commented on Nick's status as well, uh, Nick's uh, Insta post, because uh, he, he did that for the, he posted it this morning. And I was like, man, we were literally talking about this two days ago, like uh, mm-hmm. the idea of confidence. And, um, uh, and I think, oh crap, I think that's, um, I think there's something that's important for uh, people to understand in general. Um, basically, in a way, confidence is the last thing that you really need to worry about. Because it it comes from being competent in something, and mm. how do you become competent in something is just by fucking starting and doing it, right? So there's um, and then part of that conversation that we were having. So yeah, Nick posted it this morning, and we were talking about it a couple of days ago, and it was a very good conversation. Like yeah, the house. Like I'm just lucky to live with the housemates that I do, and I can have the kind of conversation that I do with them. Um, because it's, uh, it's, it's challenging. So it makes you think, and it makes you realize like uh, a few things and, uh, you know, people will ask you good questions and you can, um, you can riff off of it, of each other. And you've just basically been able to articulate something that you've had it within you. You just never knew <laughs> you, you needed to speak about it. Right. And, uh, so this was really interesting because in the context of what we do as well, and, uh, in the context of health and fitness, lack of confidence brings people down um all the time um because in, in in the most obvious way as well it's not like you know if somebody lacks confidence in um an office job or something or in a team environment like you know somebody could kind of get away with um and not being confident because there's other people who can you know maybe take the take the heat off of them mm-hmm. and um and it can just be take a little bit longer to get found out but if you're not confident in that health and fitness environment um you're uh the uh well the i the um the perception of confidence basically if you don't feel confident then it's just holding you back from you achieving your health and fitness goal you know whether it's being stronger or whether it's losing weight or moving better feeling good in your body um but it's it's the thing that stops people from making the decision to actually go and do something about it so 
let's get uh, like an example is when people might have said to you before it's one of the common most common answers for not taking on personal training which is strange which is um no i don't feel like i'm fit enough yet when i get a bit fitter i'll take on some training right you had that before mm-hmm. yep I have. yeah and and it's so common and it's just like no that's um that's not that's not what it's about there's uh, you actually want to start with training so that you build the highest level of competence early on otherwise you know don't screw yourself up doing it all by yourself and don't don't take too long and don't take ages um trying to figure out the solution when you know we could hand you the solution it's just about you executing it you know do you want to do this and get into good shape in three months time or do you want to do this and mess around with it and take four five six years um trying to figure it out and never really getting there and then just kind of feeling like you've done everything and you failed right so um there's there's an interesting thing about fake it till you make it is um what we were talking about as well and like is it virtue is does it have its virtue does it have its place or is it a dangerous concept and um and so where we where 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 uh where we took that conversation was um if somebody is in like in the context of health and fitness let's say they want to they want to lose some weight or they want to just basically get into better shape and uh, you know you don't want to set foot into the gym because you don't feel comp- uh, confident so there's it's, it's almost like it's two different ways of looking at it but it's the same since the solution is the same um i was thinking like okay this is where fake it till you make it can be helpful because mm. you just like you just end up um kind of building up some level of false confidence so you can step into the arena that is actually going to build the competence which will build your confidence up naturally right and then in in alignment as well so you're not faking it the whole time so you need to build up a certain level of uh, confidence um which you're kind of um um faking you're basically faking it and mm. uh so you can set foot and then actually do the thing that is going to build your true confidence and then um my housemate Matt came at it from the other angle he goes I'm basically saying the same thing but it's from a different point of view which is no you just need to get real that you suck at something right now and just go and correct it <laughs> so it's like instead of faking confidence accept that it's a place um it's not it's not something that you excel at you're going to mm. suck at it and you just have to accept that be real with yourself and then go and step into the arena where you're going to build confidence uh, build competence which will uh, help you develop confidence mm. and then ultimately uh, the conclusion is is don't even worry about confidence because that will come by getting good at the thing that you want to get good at and that's going to and next point is it's going to require some hard work don't be a snowflake <laughs> and take on some take on some hard work and uh, you know because that's how he says it he just puts it out there and and uh, and says it uh, with full force and mm. you got hard work to get where you want to be and uh, that will breed confidence because mastery is where confidence comes from and um so for for people it's like like stop judging yourself so much that um you're like you know I'm not confident enough to do this thing is like yeah you're not and that's completely fine because you just have to you have to just accept where you are accept that it ain't the place that you want to be accept that you don't have the competence 
but you can always build that confidence by just stepping into the arena and just working at it and making it happen. So mm-hmm. that was, those were like uh, some of the like interesting ideas that ended up um, coming out about um, confidence and just how you 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 build it rather than continuously fake it. You mm-hmm. have to you have to build it, and because continuously faking it is just not living in alignment. Basically, mm-hmm. you just because all you're doing is faking it, you're not actually building the competence to develop that confidence. And, um, and so there's that big disconnect every time. And then instead you're just putting yourself under pressure and just like looking around and being like, Oh, I'm pretending that I'm confident to all these people, but you know, wait till I see the real, <laughs> I don't want them to see the real side. Uh, I don't have that confidence. Whereas you'll be, you'll also be somebody who, because you're working on building competence, I think that's also something that happens, which if you don't know something or if you're not uh, in, in that domain and you're not as skilled about it, you'll be more humble about it as well. You'll mm. be like, oh, actually, I, don't, I don't actually know that. And that's showing true confidence in yourself as well, which is I've built up a certain level of confidence in this thing and I'm confident in the current knowledge that I have. And then something comes along and kind of throws that off. And you're like, oh, wait, actually, I don't know as much as I thought I did. And you're okay with that because it's another opportunity to build more competence and learn something and build even more confidence from that. So mm, essentially, yeah, don't even worry about confidence. Worry about being competent and then confidence will come. Big, big. And I, I think this is something that TJ talks about a lot is that he he will, the way he phrases it is that he he's happy to concede. He's happy mm. to concede. And it's like, People think confidence is this show, this like peacocking show, but it's not. It's like I will, and he says it to me all the time. He's like, I will happily concede and say that I don't know something, because in doing that, he's almost laying himself bare, saying that this is why I am. And like mm-hmm. you said, that's actual confidence. Like I'm okay with this. I'm okay with not being on your level with this. Like I don't care because it makes me feel no lesser, knowing that you know something that I don't. Mm. but it makes me feel greater and again he sees the opportunity in this is that i will concede it makes me feel good that i'm happily and open and honest with myself and honest with yourself to say that i i don't know i don't know mm. I'm, I'm fine with not knowing and and that that a lot of people have very 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 anxious uh thoughts about and i, I would have in the past um mm. to me it was like i have to know i have to know i have to kind of be that perfect kind of thing and then that, that kind of uh, comes from a few different places but i think the things in life that i've gone at with a certain level of like um just not giving a fuck like i'm, I'm completely okay with with being the shittest person in the room at this and yeah. kind of falling on my ass and failing and falling on my ass and failing those are the ones that you develop the affinity for the most like just just it's uh it's a, it's a, what, who is it? Paul check. He says like, mm. do the thing to have the power. It's such a okay. simple phrase, such a simple phrase, but it's like, it makes so much sense. Like just do the yeah. thing and you'll have the power. Like, don't worry about the outcome. Don't worry about the, uh, the, the way you'll be seen or all these things are just like, they're, they're almost like the way with the analogy we used with the last conversation was create an environment of stability. But mm. sometimes you can almost create a stability uh, environment of instability and that instability is like second guessing yourself and like stuttering to start and overthinking um 
it's it's it, it seems like the right thing to do but sometimes you need to just kind of put yourself in a bad situation and then use that to be the rep that you need to get yourself out of that situation you know I mean? not all the time but again like like you, you touched on it as well is like kind of if you know really where you want to go you know you have a clearish vision because that vision will change that like we've talked about a lot um you're going to be able to just fail your way forward and that i mean we've covered that in the previous podcast as well right like but but you have to just start you just have to start you have to start making those mistakes um yeah. and i think uh, back to tj like doing it in a way that is completely without judgment like self-judgment he doesn't need to be this this topic this finished article in his own eyes yet because he knows he's going to go that way and to him it's like anything above where i am now is a massive leap forward and i always say we always laugh about this like you'll see say to me you give me a nugget and i'll turn it into a muck chicken sandwich that's his line <laughs> right that's that's literally his line like, you give me a nugget you, you give me an inch and i'll make it a mile like because and that feeds back That's to him. Healthy thing he could think of. <laughs> yeah. like, come on, man. I knew you can do that. So give me a nugget. I'll, give you, I'll shit out a piece of gold. <laughs> Mate, that, that kid, he can do it. If there's anyone who can yeah. do it, TJ can do it. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, man. He's, uh, yeah, I, I think that comes from a place where he's not worried at all. And this is absolute confidence that, where he is right now is where he's ever going to end up and that's why like if if you have that kind of yeah i'll figure it out i'll make it work i'll make it work out if you don't give me i'll go to the next guy i'll get it from him if you don't give me it again I'll, I'll go to the next guy and either way like he's going to get what he wants but it's 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 the fact that he's willing to put himself out there seem seem like the dumbest person in the room not have an ego about it mm-hmm. not need to feel a certain way that you know something and that he doesn't um it's such a power. It's such a superpower. It's such an in disguise superpower. Such a low key, in some people's eyes, superpower. But yep. it's it's <coughs> super necessary. <laughs> there we go. Just dropping it again. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it, and then you you see it. You see it with um, people that don't have that uh, level of assuredness when when they're kind of getting into things is there'll just be a lot of stuttering, a lot of starting, stopping, starting, stopping. And it, I think that's, that's a really, like, it's, it's a tough place to be because you've got a lot of things in your life that you think maybe be, may, might be kind of angling you in certain decision and you, you're, you, you necessarily don't have, you necessarily think that you don't have the tools to, to make the decision, but really you do. You just, you just mm-hmm. need to like, I've said it in the past as well, like you don't make the right decision, but you make the decision right. And Very that's, that's the, uh, that's the, that's that's the way man yeah exactly man yeah, pay attention yeah. and be awake to your body mm. to you know, every every cue that you can try and get your f- fingers on you know every cue that you can try and figure out and again that's like that's where intuition plays its role as well like generally speaking um we're much happier with the uh decision in the long term for a big decision um if we've made it relying on more intuition and if we relied on making a conscious decision and trying to logically figure out whether this is right or wrong it's like it has its place but if that's going to be the way you make your final decision you're generally less happy with the decision you made in the long term so um yeah it's yeah try and pay attention yeah it's basically the words i have yeah man it's fascinating because it's um 
uh it's like yeah you know like your phone's friggin' listening to you or something <laughs> all the time right so i'm i was like uh you know we talked about intuition in the last podcast and i've been thinking about it and um you know i've probably like been making notes uh yeah like each time i read that uh each time i read something in the book you know i'll put it down and then i'll just make notes on like recall basically and try and make notes on what i just read just to see what my brain spits out see if it understands what's just happened and then, you know, lo and behold, there's a video that shows up on my YouTube about Tim Ferriss talking about intuition. And I was like, hey, man, <laughs> what's, what's going on here? And um, I didn't even search it on it anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, and yeah, so I was like, okay, fine. I mean, obviously, they're listening. They know I'm interested in this thing. And, I, yeah, and he was talking about, you know, he spent weeks Essentially, he was mulling over a decision of whether he should, I think it was something about hiring a publisher. And uh, he's like, you know, whether he should hire this particular individual or publishing group or whatever it was. And he goes, I spent ages, ages mulling over a decision and I just couldn't arrive at it. And then my girlfriend at the time just said to me, do you trust this person? And he went, oh, yeah, no, I don't. And he's like, all right, fine, there's your answer. And he was like, I was just making this freaking checklist that I'm trying to um base a decision off of and then when i actually asked my gut you know it told me the answer and um it was a good decision because i'm not i don't regret it <laughs> and that's what it's about is uh, stop clouding yourself all the time with um trying to think about it consciously um mm. when it's a big decision and just go with what your gut is telling you and listen to your heart because they're they're honest they're honest about you then and that's what you need to so we need to rely on it's deep man some powerful mm. shit yeah <laughs> love it man. Yeah. love it love it yeah, it's really interesting man really really interesting I, I think of a few people who would uh benefit a lot from just trusting that intuition mm-hmm. everybody mm. would. is like um i mean that's why when i made the little clip so that we posted it on uh, facebook and insta was like you know if only we had access to our intuition more often right and um and the thing is, is like, yeah, we can uh, from simple perspective of just um, in terms of tuning in is getting the basics right, which we're always talking about. And, and in terms of health is like if you're more active, you're fitter, you're healthier, you're more in tune with your body and your body is the one that's communicating with the brain, um, telling telling it what's an intuitive decision, what's a good decision and what's not. And and then nutrition and then getting your sleep and then managing um, your stresses is like it's never about getting rid of stress because we need it it helps us adapt to life but we're in an environment where it gets too much and mm. it becomes chronic and you know you get a lot of low-grade stress going on and peaks often and then we don't need any help getting stress we do need help to figure out how to de-stress and mm. so you learn how to do those kinds of things. And then so simple like relaxation practices, like, uh, for example, breathing, getting in tune with your breathing and using that. And that's number one. That's a way of you tuning into um, your own intuition. Like, you know, what's it doing? What's it saying? And you're, um, it's like basically breathing um, and like the diaphragm. Uh, the diaphragm muscle for anybody who doesn't know is basically the dome shaped muscle that kind of just sits at the uh, in uh, and, uh, at 
at the bottom of the ribs and um is is like a, yeah it's just basically it's like double like a couple of domes sit there and they control your breathing when you do it properly and use being able to control the diaphragm is just basically a direct link to controlling your brain and there's no other muscle that has an influence on the organ like that and uh, in, in the direct sense so you can literally influence how you're feeling by getting your breathing right and when you start getting your breathing right yeah and you start getting your breathing right and you start to um uh, tune into that you start to regulate it you change you you physically and literally changing how your brain is functioning so you are more able to be in a space where you can behave more reasonably act more reasonably um just by tuning into your breathing and, and getting that regulating and bring it down into if you're in a stress state bringing it back down into a de-stress state so um there's a lot of power in learning how to do those things so you can actually be more aware of uh your uh intuitive senses mm -hmm. that's really interesting man really interesting i think a lot mm -hmm. of people would benefit from understanding that more it's something that i'm studying right now quite a lot with mm -hmm. uh with nick daniel uh funnily enough <laughs> uh, and then jordan shadow touches on it a lot and then he, he references people like uh pat davidson and zach couples and a few of these people um we do it we were studying uh breathing for the last couple last two weeks on nick's uh mentorship nice. it's wild man it's absolutely wild when you're, and you're talking about kind of the uh the autonomic nervous system and how breathing can, can control that right it's it's uh it's super interesting, super interesting. Yeah. And the amount of people like this, he was talking about how there's two kind of pathways, right? Like you can use the, the primary or secondary muscles of breathing and the, the implications of using, overusing the secondary pathway mm -hmm. in terms of how sympathetic dominance kind of stays into the body. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and that I think it's, it's mad how it ties into your physiology and how like your body is shaped and, and how it affects your joint movements, how it affects your your ability to rotate certain joints, how ability your ability to relax and sleep and and and, and uh, recover from workouts and even actually if have an effective muscle growth based workout can be can all be leveraged upon whether you can inhale and exhale correctly. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely bonkers. But it, but then then you think about it, you think, well, we, we if we stop breathing, it's curtains. So it probably is more important than just. You know what I mean? Like it probably is just it probably has more depth in it, but uh, yeah. you just don't think about it, do you? You just you just never think about it. It's, it's so obvious. It's it's the only thing that we are really required right now to do constantly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, how many people will ever actually take the time to stop and just breathe? It's like uh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, man, you're putting in like twenty to twenty-five thousand reps of breathing in a day. So if you're talking about, you know, putting the reps in, you want to make sure those freaking reps are well <laughs> done. Too right, man. Too so, right. And and that's the crazy thing with, um, I'm just going to put that banner up, man, because we're talking mm. about breathing. Get it, bro. So it's like um, putting, the, um, putting the reps into getting it done right. And it sounds like a ludicrous suggestion that you don't breathe right, but it's, it's, it's just, um, it's just the, it's just why environment and the way we yeah the way we live now has done to us we're a lot less efficient at a lot of things that we are naturally supposed to be pretty good at mm. and breathing is one of them so 
there's the implications of breathing more through your mouth than you breathing through your nose. There's um, which has a direct impact on whether you activate your diaphragm more effectively for breathing. And um, again, for anybody who isn't aware of it, um, the diaphragm is your primary breathing muscle. And if you're using it correctly, it will help support your spine as well. So it's it's got it's it's involved. It's got a complicated job basically. And the thing that it's doing is essentially helping you breathe right. So you're taking in uh, adequate amounts of using your lungs properly, basically, um, to take in adequate amounts of air and efficient amounts of air as well. And then it's supporting your and because of the way that you breathe um, through that area, it's supporting your spine. So when you're supporting your spine, that means you know you're not going to trash your spine if you're doing making any kinds of movements, um, especially when it comes to lifting weights. And um, so it has that stabilizing capacity, and it's basically when that functions properly, then you know, what we what we commonly call the core, um, uh. the section of the body is transferring forces between the limbs more efficiently. Um, so from like shoulder to hip. And then when that happens, your hips and your shoulders function better. And if that's the case, then you're a lot more efficient. And then you talk about mobility, stability, strength. They're a, they're a diamond, uh, they're a triangle rather, uh, that feed off of each other. So uh, they're all, uh, the, the strength is there because your breathing is on point. Then your fitness, is better because your breathing is on point. Your state of mind is better because your breathing is on point. Your, uh, and then by extension, your productivity is gonna be better mm -hmm. because your breathing is on point. Because if, you stay, if you're in a clearer state of mind, if you can breathe, um, then you're gonna be better at making decisions. You know, they're not coming from an irrational place. They're coming from a place of, um, of, of rationality as much as you can be, as, as reasonable as possible. Um, breathing is controlling your emotional state as well so it's, it's you're able to control whether you're in a stress position uh, and whether you are in a resting position um a resting situation rather so you can change your breathing to put you into a more stress state if you wanted to but like i say in day-to-day -day life most people don't need that what they need is to learn how to put themselves into a relaxed state a de-stress state and the way you do that is by Again, controlling controlling your breathing, getting your breathing on point, and the the crazy thing is, is every single aspect is kind of gets dysregulated, gets becomes inefficient because we'll be mouth breathing instead of nasal breathing. Number one, so pay attention to how you're breathing. If it's in through the mouth and out through the mouth, then we've got problems going on. Uh, you're not going to be as efficient and especially as you possibly can be. And, um, and there's, there's other implications to not breathing properly through the nose as well. Um, and then, <clears throat> and then you're not, you're not as strong as you could be. You're not as uh, mentally calm as you could be. And therefore by extension, you're not going to make as good decisions as you possibly could be. So those uh, secondary muscles of breathing that you're talking about using, they end up getting overused and it makes us a lot less efficient at um, um, creating stability in our spine and we overuse those muscles our postures change um, we're in crappier postures and um, and that's another thing as well because we're hunched forward and flex forward a lot of the time we're reducing the capacity of the diaphragm to work in a 
in a, in a healthy way. And so we're reducing our ability to take a good breath in. And um, I mean, yeah, how much more shall I say? Basically, you know, the implications of, uh, of uh, breathing well uh, is um, it just goes so far. It goes so, so far. So it's something you want to correct, something you want to learn how to do fundamentally well and, um, and then build your, build your, so that's your foundations. You build your house off of that. Mm. If you don't get that right, then, you know, you don't have stability and you don't have mobility and you make shaky strength. It's like building, it's like basically building a house when this, uh, when the cement hasn't dried and you just, mm. uh, you're on some, you're on sand instead. Yeah, bro. Yeah, you're just, you're just outsourcing it to uh, a secondary party that isn't as competent. That's your, exactly. that's your foundation. You know? That's your foundation yeah. that can really, really look after you, like you said, in so many ways. And, and it's, it's baffling that it's not more understood, especially at this time right now with, with everything respiratory going on with, with COVID-19 and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's actually something that we're, we're focusing on um, with our own training, you know, TJ and I, teaching it to clients, uh, be, being in that kind of state where we're just bringing, bringing awareness to people, right? That's, yeah. uh, that's such a massive thing. And I think yeah. um, people's, people's, like you said, their perception of it is like, what do you mean? Breathing? Oh, I'm breathing. I always breathe. Like, I, I, don't, mm. I don't need to think about that. But really, it's the only thing you do need to think about um, because it's, it's the prerequisite to all of the other things. Like, if you want to do your... I, 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 I'm very much all or nothing, right? So, like, when I when I learned about Kelly Starrett, I did yeah. every joint in my body, right? I just kind of went around and just kind of like, you, you spoke about, you spoke about this, right? Yeah. Me and you both, yeah. man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've still got, like, cricket balls that have just been places that cricket balls shouldn't be, right? And, uh, <laughs> like, uh, but at the same time, if somebody had told me about this, <laughs> told me and told me about this, it's like, oh, shit, like, that's, that's the prerequisite to Kelly Starrett. So it's like, if I, if I can get this shit on point, obviously it, it, you can take that with a pinch of salt, but um, yeah, it's, it's such, such a, a fundamental piece to our body that so few people understand. Um, mm. And I think it, it's, it's integral because like, for instance, Nick and I were talking about this and he, he was saying about how he used to brace for a big squat and it was like, <sighs> Like mm. take a massive belly breath in, and you think, okay, what have I actually just done? I've destabilized the fuck out of myself. Mm. Let me go pick up two hundred kilos. Like, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to go well. You know what I mean? It's really not going to go well. Whereas, mm. like now, you think about kind of the equivalent, and you would you would nasal breathe, and you're done. Like that's mm. it. Like that's literally all you need. Like it, it's crazy the the differences. Um, and and like you said, like outsource uh, outsourcing it to your strength is like shadows will say like you're trying to find um savior in your structure and that's not what you need to kind of find it in your function and like mm-hmm. when you fully understand the function of your diaphragm fully understand the function of your breathing you can see that okay well i can take the stress off of my structure and put it in the appropriate hands and the safe hands of of my of my function in this in this in this aspect and um it's all good and everything's good in the hood. You know what I mean? Like you, you're not kind of, you're not mixing roles. Everybody, everybody kind of knows their role and um, you're not kind of looking to the, the wrong guys for the, for the answers where, where you just kind of say, okay, right, well you take care of this and yeah. over here you can, you guys can just crack on with what you need to do because you're fully supported. And, and the change has been mad. Like I can say, it's my own training. Um, I, I wasn't aware of 
breathing up until about six weeks ago. Nick Nick kind of taught me about it a little bit. Okay. And then I kind of got into it and he, he introduced me to a, a technique called bear breathing. I don't know if you've heard about bear breathing. I know, um, it's like it's like closing off of the infrasternal angle, having mm-hmm. a two a two flared ribcage position, basically meaning that I'm breathing through my uh, my lower ribs too much in a, in an anterior position. I'm kind of mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 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 arching my spine and breathing out of mm-hmm. my out of my front, right? So bear breathing will kind of teach me to close off the front of my of my ribcage okay, and yeah. breathe more circumferentially, more out of the yeah. sides and in the back. And, so you just uh, get that alignment again between the ribs and the pelvis, basically. That's yeah. it. That's it. Like once, once the ribcage kind of settles down, the pelvis can settle underneath it. And um, you find that you naturally float into a posterior pelvic tilt. And like, mm-hmm. that's not actually a posterior tilt. It's like, that's your anatomical neutral. Like that's yeah. like, if you're hanging like a plum, like that, that's, that's kind of where you're going to fall. Um, mm-hmm. And then performing movements from there, whether it be, a shoulder press, whether it be a walking lunge, whether it be a glute, ham raise, anything, right? Like I am just like efficient at getting direct line and a direct line to the muscle. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you wanna you wanna be a bodybuilder and you wanna grow your back. Okay, well, how are you breathing? So the last yeah. thing people people think that you're gonna ask them is, oh well, we're gonna we're not gonna talk about length and range and short and range and and like all this shit. It's like no no let 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 let's move yeah. the big rocks first. That is. Uh, uh, Jordan Chalo so, yeah. says that a lot of the podcast. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. We need to get these fundamentals because you if you're a bodybuilder, then you've got to have a freaking good base to be working from. Otherwise, you just all those huge muscles are just pulling you in in shapes that your your body ain't appreciating, basically. Mm-hmm. And then that's like we we talk about this a lot, like kind of being in touch with your body and actually understanding what's going on, having that conversation with yourself. And I think you said that obviously we've got the banner up there. Breathing is such a such a gateway to doing that and such a gateway to understanding that. Um, and just kind of like in all its aspects, like you can actually look at the mechanism of breathing, but then the actual psychology of, of the position you're sat in and the calmness that you kind of bring to yourself, it just gives you like a like you're having a chat with yourself right now. You're literally just just taking taking it apart and just it's just you and yourself. Like it sounds bonkers to say that, but it's so true. And then the actual ramifications of you getting that stuff right is uh so widespread like you said mm-hmm. completely man yeah. it's um um yeah uh you just gotta you got you gotta get that base right you gotta get that right and like uh um what can what can we add to that not much really it's just everything everything works in works in um concept with each other and when when those fundamentals are right you're 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 getting just basically getting a lot more out of yourself and this is why mm. like essentially it just came down to um like um for me it was when i realized um so basically when i got into the industry uh, you know it's like i made the career change i finally made it into the industry and then started working my way up and became a pt and everything and then in in part of that journey was like you know like all right i train i live I like swing some kettlebells and you know i've always been active and everything like that so it's like you know this this pre this i've have i've got this like idea that i'm i'm strong on some level and then i go and pick up an innocuous injury and i'm like you know how did i hurt my hip flexor just demonstrating an exercise or something and then i get it checked out 
and um you know it was um i got checked out by like you know at the time uh, somebody who was like uh like i treated like it was like a mentor for me as well like a shit hot chiropractor and just looked at him and was like oh yeah you did this and i was like oh but i thought my core was strong and he was like that ain't <laughs> and i went oh okay i need to I need to look at myself you know i need to figure this stuff out i was like how can i think it's strong when my fundamentals are so off what the hell don't i understand here and this is like right like very early on in my journey like probably the first four three four months of like just breaking into the industry mm. and um so then i just started thinking i'm like am i doing something wrong and if i'm doing something wrong does that mean in like five years and 10 years and 20 years i'm just going to be a freaking mess you know because i'm building off of crappy crappy fundamentals mm. and so for uh, i mean it's a bit of an extreme thing to do but it's because i was like so unsure of whether i was doing the right thing for myself i just stopped training i just didn't do anything i looked at fundamentals i went down to like you know freaking every mobilization in kelly Starrett's book and crazily enough like uh you know google photos does this thing where it just shows you like you know on this day and uh, one of the pictures was well, several of the pictures were from 2014 so it was this was on mm. friday so two like like friday or saturday it was like on this day in 2014 and a bunch of pictures came up and um a few of them were of me post mobilization in a squat position and post mobilization mm. pistol and i was like whoa like number one i look like a young 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 one i'm like uh, like a baby like uh, is like uh, you know clean shaven short hair and just uh, <laughs> it, the funny thing about it was like yeah i just look like a kid but then also this was post mobilization and um you know this is where i'm like i don't know i don't know the best way to approach it so i'm just gonna hammer it with everything and then you know i'm in a, sitting in a deep squat and i'm sitting in a pistol and i'm like i'm very unstable you can see it from the pictures it's like uh, um it's very unstable and um and so that's what i was doing i was just experimenting i was like what do i need what do i need what do i need and um and what's amazing now is like you know we talk about all the time shifting baselines and in terms of baselines, it's, it's amazing to see those pictures because it's another one of like, you know, how far you've come and forgetting where you started from. Because I can get out of bed now and sit in a deep squat or I can get out of bed and do a pistol and be completely fine. Like I wake up in the morning, like I don't have to worry about doing mobilization straight in the morning. You know, like it, every now and then you've had a tough workout, you feel stiff, fine. But um, if you're getting out of bed and you're stiff all the time, it's like, all right, we got some shit to work on. And I'm thankful for that. I don't have that kind of, um, uh, that kind of, that kind of feeling in the morning, you know, it's mm, just, a, mm. it's going to have a lot to do with the fact that I've just put the, put the work and do that, especially, you know, somebody who's approaching or well, who's in the mid thirties and theoretically life's supposed to be downhill from now. I'm like, nah, it's going up for me. I ain't, I ain't taking it that way. Mm. And so to be able to look at that when I'm 28, and then, uh, yeah, like, yeah, I think that would have been 28 there. And then to be 34 years old now and be like, I can do that, but I can do it much more easily. And I can do it when I'm not fresh and I can do it when I'm not, mm. uh, I'm not, mo I'm not so theoretically the least mobile I could be at any point in the day because I'm just working on fresh out of bed. So that was like good to see from that, from that point of view. And, um, but then that's basically what I ended up doing at that time, which was, just smashing through 
how to how to move like a human being and be a better human being functionally and figure out and then go down that route and um and then yeah like in terms of looking like a, a being strong i wasn't but it's because i was spent all this time laying the foundations and mm. it's not perfect now it's like it's not going to be it's like i probably have to go back to being a baby to try and make it be perfect but it's a lot better off i'm much more in tune with my body as a result having gone through that process and i've um it means that i'm building off a much stronger foundation so instead of being 34 and probably feeling a bit broken i'm feeling i'm 34 and feeling like i'm just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger and um that's a great place to be and that's just uh, just having that kind of um foresight to be like oh shit my fundamentals are off mm. and a big part of that and i need to get that shit on point and i need to move better i need to learn how to breathe better and mm -hmm. uh, you know just because the human body's dynamic that's always shifting there's going to be days where you just can't get in tune with how to breathe correctly because you're extremely tired you might be super stressed out and that's also the time when you need to do this kind of stuff the most and mm -hmm. do more of it but it's um but it's just part of the part of the process and it's just at, the, at those moments it's just making smart decisions where you're <laughs> Did I, did I not say it right? No, no, it's cool, bro. Keep going, keep going. You're riffing well. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, man, I've lost it now. But it's like a it's part, of the, part of the process where, um, yeah, yeah, just basically because it's so dynamic and, you know, the, uh, you're just never, you're never going to be on point all the time. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. But it's just, um, you know, again, shifting the baseline so you're more on point more often than you, uh, than not and mm -hmm. breathing. Breathing is a fundamental part of that. Yeah, that. yeah. I, think, I think people listen to this like there's so much noise in the fitness industry. There's so mm -hmm. much bullshit in the fitness industry that it's just like the more, the more that we're in a, we're in a privileged position to be on the inside of, of an industry that's, that's just constantly booming. And people are like, we've seen it during lockdown, like people like you said last time, like people that don't, you don't even jog. Like, why are you jogging? Maybe like there's loads of people out there like kind of that just, uh, that, that I've never done anything before but now they're getting more and more into it and obviously like i said with the whole covid19 people taking much more of an uh of a uh active approach with their health there's mm. so much noise out there that they don't even know where to start so they end up with joe wicks and it's like i don't i don't i don't i don't dislike the guy but i just think that there's 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 more fundamentals that people should be made aware of you know what i mean it's like it's like pe is cool but like no one uh no one needs to do pe their whole life you know what i mean they need to like kind of move move with with things that you need to actually understand about yourself and it's i like the fact that you're moving fantastic mm -hmm. but um if if there's something out there that i think people should educate themselves on and kind of be be more clued up on i think it's definitely uh breathing is up there for sure for sure so yeah big yeah, time a, yeah man yeah yeah, yeah. keep driving man. home Gonna keep driving at home. Mm. The getting it right are vast, so yeah. work on getting yeah. it right. And like, I mean, oh. if you want to make it relevant to our current times as well, it's like uh, in terms of preventative measures, it's like if you breathe, if you breathe better, you have more of a chance of staving off viruses than if you don't. So if you're nasal breathing, the the process of breathing through the nose has um, it has more antiviral effect from all the particulates that are floating around and in your environment than if you're breathing through your mouth you've got no protection breathing through the mouth when you breathe through the nose it uh, act, um, it goes through 
the channels which um, uh, provide it with like uh, a compound. Like basically, I don't want to go into the science of it, but it provides it with a compound which um, circulates through your, uh, th which ends up only happening because you breathe in through the nose. And uh, that compound allows you to um, uh, fight off viruses mm. and, um, and better than if you didn't breathe that way. So, I mean, like, it's not, I'm not claiming that you know, there's a cure or anything like that. It's just purely that if you're in a better state of health and you breathe better, you are more likely to stave off any kind of illness, basically. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. This is the kind of thing that you, you watch the evening news. It's like, why, why are you not on there talking about this? It's like, yeah. you should legit, like, like we, we, we hear, we hear all the, all the fear mongering under the world and under the sun, but this <laughs> can actually make a difference. I mean, it's going to actually make a difference. Is this our Marcus Aurelius Maximus moment where you're like, there hey, we go. Need you. And I'll be like, I don't want it with all my heart. You're like, this is why it must be you. <laughs> it must be you. It's must be you, Gorinda. We need to hear from you. <laughs> to, oh, to, you know, take the, take the fun. mantle, man. Sit there with, <laughs> yeah. some, with, some, like, with some fake gray hair and be like, tonight yeah. in Britain. Yeah. Just, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> just like the architect in the matrix there is was like vis-a-vis -vis concordantly and just <laughs> like who is this guy's like yeah no if you do they just ain't a virologist i'm just like yeah i'm just some dude just saying breathe better people <laughs> yeah <laughs> you see that clip of the guy who, who gets who gets pulled onto the news and he's not supposed to be there oh man i don't know maybe it's like he, those kind of clips, right? he like he wonders this is the best one from bbc where he just kind of like wanders on and sits down on the chair on the, on the sofa and then they interview somebody and it's, it's supposed to be somebody else it's just him but he's just there like um <laughs> i think uh, i need to go <laughs> say it it was like this it was a cleaner guy it was like some african dude right or something yeah i've not seen you know i've not seen the clip in so long but i remember i remember briefly um yeah i was just thinking like that i was like you, you just gotta go there and just like just yeah. randomly sit on the sofa and they just start riffing about breathing until you get thrown off you have to just start talking about it yeah, exactly. It's live TV. You can't take it back now. It's all good. There you go. It's out. It's out there in the world. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, but man. Uh, bro, that was that was good. Let's uh, let's answer some questions. You know, mm, we've got uh, yeah, man. a couple of questions that came through from from our from our listeners, our mm -hmm. people, the people we do this for. <laughs> people we do this for. That's it. Uh, That's it. Uh, what do yeah? What do we have first? Uh, what do we have first? We've got a good one coming in from Mr. Shaddy G, one half of the uh, ethereal, ephemeral, Mr. Prempies. Oh, yeah. uh, this this gangster has a question for you. It's a very interesting one. because um, So basically the question is, I ask Umar, what are the benefits of prayer? And uh, what are the benefits of group prayer? So what's the benefits of individual prayer to group prayer and vice versa? And, uh, and then do you notice a discernible effect of group prayer being missing recently due to lockdown? Mm. That's a really interesting question, man. Mm. That's a really left field question. Um, personally, I can say that when I think about group prayer, I think it's very much about the community and you go into mm. one building and you all like, you all bring yourself to a place where you're all like clean you've washed and that kind of you, you've done your uh, uh, like ablutions before you're about to pray so you've like you've done you've done the same thing effectively you're bringing yourself to the same place you're laying your head on the same place and there is massively an aspect of like togetherness about that mm -hmm. um and then 
when you're in that kind of setting, you definitely feel the vibrations in the room are quite aligned, right? Because we, we're all there for the common uh, belief. And and it's it's very nice. Like, it's really nice. You walk out of that setting, at least at least I do. And I feel very, very, like, uh, like I'm part of something bigger. You know what I mean? And then like, you kind of hear about these, like, millions and millions of people around the world who have a similar similar belief to yourself. And it's yeah it's it's a, it's a really it's a really interesting experience um and then not to have it or to to, like, to to contrast that with praying on your own firstly i think my experiences with that are quite uh, introspective like you you're sitting there having a conversation with god on your own um and you're kind of you're being quite self-effacing you're being very much in your own moment um and i think you're very much more aware of yourself in when you pray by yourself um as opposed to when you're in when you're in a mosque or when you're in a place of worship um so yeah i think they're quite different experiences uh at this time having gone through the whole of ramzan without going to a mosque or even before that like friday prayers have been off for a little while um it has been really weird if i'm honest it has been really weird um and i think a lot of people have struggled with it but if I'm honest, I've not I've not desperately like missed it for my routine because I think I'm quite connected with with my way of, of doing what I do and I think I get a lot from it. Um, I pray quite I pray quite slowly. I think that's a, that's an that's a that's a rare thing. I think some people kind of pray quite fast. Uh, whereas I kind of like to use it as like a, a time to just check in with myself, check in with with where my mind's at because if I if I can really focus on my prayer. Then I feel like that's gonna. That's another way of me training. That's the way I see it. Like it's a way mm. of me training and focusing the mind at an important time. So there's no reason why that training won't filter through to when I'm doing a podcast with yourself. Like I'm focusing on what you're saying. I'm trying to retain the information. Or if I'm training and I'm going to jujitsu afterwards and I'm trying to focus on the information, it's the same thing. You know, it's the same mm. process, right? And um, I think in t- in terms of missing it or in terms of having that, that community aspect right now um yeah you do miss it a little bit but i, I don't know i, I just think the, the opportunity is there for people to spend more time on their own and and take as much out of this time as isolation time as possible to to really go deeper with with your own feelings toward how you feel when you pray um yeah yeah, what was what was what was the read me the question again if you can, bro? Yeah, so um, so that's the benefits of prayer, of individual prayer, the benefits of group prayer, and um, you know uh, the difference the um, the individual prayer versus group prayer. And do you actually my question there is that do you have a preference one or the other, like individual or group? Mm. I like both. Or, I like both. Mm. I think there's a time and a place for both. I'm not somebody who goes to the mosque every day. Um, mm. I know a lot, of people, a lot of people that do do that. Um, I pray at home. Uh, recently, I've started to to hit like all five prayers of the day, and and it's 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 nice because you can kind of you feel very proud that you can structure yourself in that way, and mm. that you can kind of move things before, after, all all all, all of the above, um, and have that structure through your day. Mm. So I take a lot from that. But then again, the days where, like, for instance, Eid has just been, 
and you you kind of it's it's an occasion because you kind of the way it's explained in my family at least is that the men go to the mosque and they pray and when they come back they can celebrate with their families and they kind of come back and, and the, the first thing you say to the person that opens the door is Eid Mubarak and then everybody else Eid Mubarak and like you kind of you have this nice kind of uh, jovial time it's lovely um, but mm. obviously this time we kind of we prayed in our individual homes and uh, it's a bit of a different feel so you do miss it um, mm. however personally I quite like quite like just praying on my own mm. so having that introspective time mm. yeah man yeah, yeah. but then I, I think I think like we talk about mechanisms and how the process is the same regardless of calling it one thing or another i think like this is a method of prayer this is a method of prayer where we talk to somebody we have that chat uh in a car with somebody we'll go for a long drive it's a process of, of affirmation and i think that's what yeah. prayer sometimes is it's like checking in with 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 yourself and your belief um and then just moving forward knowing that you're, you're focused on what you need to focus on like you pray you'll you'll say a little prayer afterwards and that kind of just almost like affirm that yep i'm doing the right thing feel good okay ready set back to life like that, mm. that and then, then you can kind of check in with yourself in a couple of hours and be like okay how did that last couple of hours go did i do that right um and i think that introspection is what i get from it quite quite a lot and um, that comes from me taking my time praying on my own um mm. Whereas sometimes with group prayer, you can get a little bit more led because you can you go, you show up. You you like the I like the occasion of it, but I don't necessarily connect with it as uh, as deeply as I do with uh, with praying by myself. Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, do you have any experiences yeah. with prayer and, and that kind of stuff? No, when uh, we were kids, um, we our uh, our family was like you know we're part of a community um who and yeah it was part of a community which was led by a um uh like a spiritual a spiritual leader basically mm -hmm. and um like uh so and then yeah we used to go to temple more often when we were kids um but it was just one of those things where like i never i, I yeah i respect religion but i never like resonated with it and so as soon as like you know i kind of became old enough to <laughs> separate myself from having to go um yeah just stop doing it and um but being older um i resonate with what you say is like you know it, prayer is like i guess whatever you want to make it it's um it's a meditation and uh it's it's like whether you have your own mantras that you're you know you're um uh, you're chanting or it doesn't even have to be mm. chanting. It could be just like res uh, just sitting with and um, uh, focusing on whether it's uh, meditation, whether it's like, you know, doing a yoga nidra where you're just sitting with your body and checking in for 10, 10 to 30 minutes. Um, that's, you know, that's all like different forms of prayer because it's like, uh, it's, it's in the sense that you describe where you're checking in with yourself, taking time mm. and, be and using it to, you know, help you fuel the rest of your day and uh, i think there's a lot of power in having a practice like that where you're um doing that several times a day and so that's where the power of religion comes into it because it's like it's a way of it's a way of being it's a way of living which um it's you know it's codified way of living as best as you can and morally mm. as you can and part of that is to be able to sit with yourself or sit with your group and do this meditative practice. And um, so I see a lot of value in it. I've just never done it in a, 
uh, I've never responded to it. In a, uh, no, that might not even be the right word. I've never held a strong interest in doing it in a religious setting. So like, uh, but what was, yeah. And so back in the day when we were kids is like, we met other kids through being part of this community. So we used to have like, you know, a really good time with all these, all these kids and stuff like that. And, um, and then, you know, grew the community as well in the sense that we're all getting together for a particular, um, uh, for a particular, uh, thing. And, um, so it's just in the same way, like, you know, everybody gets, uh, everybody like in jujitsu, we can be from completely different backgrounds, but we can get along because we've got that one thing in common, which is jujitsu. And it's the same thing with, you know, being part of that religious community where it's just, mm. you're all there together because you have this common thing. You, otherwise you were just a bunch of people who'd never hang out with each other. And, um, you know, whether it's good for you or not, it's a life experience as well, whether you just hang out with people mm. you wanted to or not, and there was some life experience to be had there. So that was, um, I mean, that's, yeah, that's as far as the uh, experience goes in terms of, uh, religious. And then, and then, so the, <clears throat> Shad's, uh, Shad was asking, um, then it, like, you notice the effect of group prayer being missing recently during lockdown. And you said, yeah. Um, so you talk about how, like if it was Eid, you would have got together with the family. Um, mm -hmm. what's, um, what's the, f is there a feeling that you notice missing? Uh, associated with um, not having that group prayer available right now? If I'm honest, um, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I think that the thing that's missing is, well, at least what I identify with more is missing just seeing your family, seeing your family mm. um, and missing kind of that camaraderie. But um, in terms of group prayer, I suppose that would be for somebody who maybe doesn't have that tie, that family bond, uh, they would look to that community to provide that. So I, mm. I assume for that person, it would fill the same role that I'm using family gatherings to fill. So mm. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's 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 weighing really heavily on some people um, mm. in the sense that it's it's a mainstay for some people. Like like mosques, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not something that you will go to a few times a month or whatever it's like for some people it's it's i will see you here five times every single day like i will mm. make the journey from my house to be here every single day five times so and then obviously that that's done in a group um and it's it's yeah it's pretty intense man it's pretty intense that that mm. a lot of people will make it that that important part of their life but um personally um not as much not as much mm. no no yeah just just missing okay. the family more than anything else yeah okay and then mm. so how would you sum up the uh the benefits of group prayer uh, benefits group prayer community community seeing people that that again have the same belief systems um i know my my cousin brothers i moved around quite a lot live growing up so i've not really had like one mosque that i've been to i've been to kind of several uh my cousin brothers have like made some really good friends from theirs um and yeah, there's, 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 I think there's a lot of benefits, even for, even for like my, my, my cousin brothers who are my age have made friends. Even my granddad goes, he has friends that he's kind of made, you know what I mean? So there's, mm. there's a lot of, uh, feeling safe in that kind of community. Um, mm. people kind of trust you're usually from a similar cultural background as well. So you can, you can have that, um, in common with people. Mm. And I, I think, like you said, like you had, cause you, cause you know, you're going there and you have that common ground, you're, you're more likely to form these bridges and form these bonds. 
so mm. uh it makes it it makes it easier to to find uh camaraderie in that kind of place right um mm. so yeah yeah that's that's why i put it down to and then and then you you're obviously the same way that we would go to jiu-jitsu and there'll be black belts there there'll be brown belts there purple belts blue belts and, mm. and white belts you can you can ask somebody and you can be opened up to so much more information than maybe you'd ever have been on your own so i can mm. sit here and kind of try and find my own way but maybe like it's, it's like a thing like a thousand hours a thousand hours of training alone or one hour with a master sometimes mm. it's good to go and visit that master and kind of see and in this setting religion uh like priests and scholars and learned people in the actual faith are considered like quote unquote kind of masters right they they're the mm. ones who want to go and see to see if you have any kind of issues or if you have some some questions so i suppose in that setting there is there's a lot to be gained mm. yeah cool and then mm. from from a spiritual sense what do you see as the main difference between uh praying on your own and praying mm. in a group I think there's a bit of uh this interesting right so there's uh there's a collective um like you know how like in the christian faith they say they say amen hmm. um we'll say amen it's a very close I, I, I don't know the the actual how closely linked they are to meaning the same thing i, I suppose we're all like abrahamic religions right we, we have that hmm. link um what so, does amen mean I don't actually know. If I'm honest, right. I think it's like it's like a pray to to then at the end at the end of a a a a recitation, we will we will. I think it I think it's asking God to accept what we've just what we've just prayed for. If I'm honest, mm. if like but I, I don't know the actual literal translation. I'll, I'll ask. It's a good question. Yeah, cool. Um, and when when we say that at, when we're at home, we'll say it on our own. But when we say it in a mosque. Is usually a couple hundred people saying at the same time, so you mm. feel the, the 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 voice as one, and that's quite mm. a powerful thing. And I've been to mosques in the past. I used to go to a mosque when I used to work in Mayfair, and uh, it was just a house. It was a five-story house in Mayfair that converted mm. been converted into a mosque. And I swear, man, the walls would shake, the walls would shake with like everyone saying it at the same time, and uh, it would really bounce because because the, the rooms were quite small. Uh, they weren't mm. that small, but they would get you in one room. You would get sixty people standing shoulders to shoulder really kind of packed in and like you pray and then this is a whole house full of people and then like at one point everyone says it together and then like there's verses of the prayer and as as you kind of get to a certain point everyone says it again and it's quite a powerful moment you know you kind of you stand in there and you kind of feel like, okay this this is this is like this is cool you know what i mean you kind yeah. of get that uh that 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 community slash like tribe kind of feel so uh yeah that, that's, that's quite powerful on a spiritual level you think okay like, these people are all connected we're all connected to the same thing it's uh it's nice yeah nice and then, so yeah that's mm. i guess that's the missing piece right now is like there's a less less connection right now mm. good chat man good chat mm. for sure yeah cool man we, we had a, we had a we had a questions about uh, about uh some dinosaurs right oh man frank the tank <laughs> frank we've got a legit question coming from you I made the Instagram story. I was like nutrition, like training, philosophy, mindset, whatever you want to know about, just give us a shout. We'll help you out with it. My man comes up with a sick question. What's your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> as, a, as a segue from Shad's question, I couldn't be better. Couldn't be better, yeah. She's like, but I have a question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you you, you got you got to add to that, G. What's your what's your favorite dinosaur? Man, I haven't thought about that since I was a kid. Basically, I was like when I was a kid, I was all in all up all up in the dinosaurs grill, man. I was just. <sighs> Just like reading stuff about them, like Jurassic Park came out. I was probably when I was like eight years old or something, so it was like legit seven or eight years old. And then mm. um, the only thing I remember is like you know that cartoon movie, The Land Before Time, and yeah, uh, little, so little little foot is going yeah, on. Here. You know, it's a pretty deep movie, man. He loses his mom in there. He has to rely on his friends. He's got asked for help. There's so many moral moral stories, uh, moral lessons learned from. Yeah, man. Uh, kids movie and um yeah man i just uh and because of my freaking long neck that everybody loves to grab hold of at jiu-jitsu uh, i just can't get out man i get out of these, uh, these 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 jokes bro and, uh, keep leaving it out there i, just, I need to i need to, do to shrink i need to be up here this is why I'm working, working on my traps so much man i'm trying to get um yeah it has to it has to be the the brachiosaurus right the, or the love it yeah that was it Spirit, and i haven't told about it until, yeah, but be, yeah just because of my neck that's it <laughs> that's the only oh, how this i resonate with that thing but um i don't know i actually don't even know the true Solid answer, answer. Okay, Solid I just answer. from uh, being a kid what about you yeah, man? Bro. we we, we kind of kind of riffed on this a bit before coming on air right i was like yeah is is godzilla a dinosaur if so <laughs> Defo picking Godzilla, like as a, as a badass dinosaur. Like, exactly, man. He's real. He can, he can, he can, he can. That that scene in the in the first Godzilla, the most recent first installment, not not the mm. not the second one where he fights all the monsters, but the one where he just fights the two uh, Mutamutos. Yeah, when yeah, he, yeah. when he's at he's at the end and he and he he lights his tail and you just see yeah. it kind of sparking up his body and then he just breathes. <laughs> electronic fire it's just like the fuck is this it's like in the mouth was like (laughs) so epic so whoever whoever initially thought of that yeah you like you just need you need everyone collectively like we should do the nhs clap for that person whoever whoever thought of of that like yeah i you know what this this dinosaur should have uh like a lighting up like sparks on his back that light up and then he just he just unleashes hell like out of his mouth right when you think about how like this shit gets made but if you think about the process behind it and you and you're like these were actual conversations that must have had to happen where it's like it's like should be cool if we had that looked like a dinosaur and it had some electricity going up its back and then it shot fire you're like wait a second hang on hang on yes yes brilliant I love how you're thinking. You're getting a raise. Like, everyone right. stands up. God, <laughs> yeah. damn. It's genius. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> so perfect. So it's like your brother says it. Just, I remember Sam saying, you're like, that shit doesn't happen on purpose, by accident. Like somebody somebody had to like go through the process with that shit. Same way we're chatting about going through the process with life. Like someone's life yeah. is going through the process of making Godzilla happen. Yeah, Thank exactly. you. Because yeah. that is my favorite dinosaur. One million percent. One million percent. <laughs> Godzilla is yeah, he's a dinosaur. That's it. We've decided. It. And, we decided. and uh, at the very least, he did exist, and he's legit. And legit as fuck, man. Yeah, uh, that, that would be a, that's a sick answer for Godzilla. 
<laughs> I was thinking, I was like, yep, who do I resonate? Which dinosaur would I resonate with the most? Yeah. That guy spends okay. his time screaming and swimming. <laughs> and if he's not screaming, he's breathing fire in your face. Sounds <laughs> like my kind of dinosaur. Exactly. He's breathing. Yeah, they're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's definitely getting right. That's right there. <laughs> so that's, that's a, the, the, last, the last benefit of breathing is that if you get so good at it, you might have to breathe fire one day. That's a... <laughs> unlocked level level godzilla of breathing exactly yeah that, that should be man, we should create a course and that's what it's going to be called <laughs> unlock level godzilla. godzilla right now you just right now you're just like you know your baby little foot <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna build yourself up a little bit to umbuto and then yeah, you're yeah. gonna go godzilla that's the one man that's the one you can all, can all dream right you can all dream yeah exactly man that's um that's it man i think that wraps us up for today i'm down for that man i was good yeah, i enjoyed that, that yeah as always man that was good yeah, some man. good stuff we got covered there and uh, um yeah thank you to uh shady g and uh frank yeah. the tank for questions and we'll get some more out there as well so anybody yeah, who does I'll... have us you should uh, definitely get in touch with us instagram is a good way to do that um my, my handle is at g sandu coach which is g s a n d h u c o a c h what about you mo so my handle is umar malik u m a r m a l i k underscore 91 and on facebook under umar malik as well so yeah mm -hmm. just drop a dm anything you want us to discuss happy to do so anything that's pertaining to yourself or just random questions like like what, what dinosaurs we fancy i mean we're all game, <laughs> yeah. we're game for it all man we're game for it all <laughs> yeah, exactly and then uh, yeah if there's particular parts of the uh, conversation that you feel like uh want us to delve more into then uh, yeah we're down for it just uh, give us a shout we we will um we will incorporate that we'll take your questions and uh and run with them and uh yeah, keep providing that value yeah buddy okay good stuff people nice nice Nice, bro. I'll see you later, guys. Till next time. Yep, yep. <laughs>